And now, introducing the man who's begun scouring his previous shows to determine whether or not he needs to be concerned about retaliation from Kwame Brown, who he has officially moved ahead of the Wu-Tang Clan on the list of people it's in his best interest not to F with. When asked where he was sending the edible arrangement, he responded simply with, quote, the only man with any sense of right and wrong left in this world, unquote, as he shed a tear thinking about the disrespect Yermin Mercedes displayed and crossed his fingers that Tony La Russa eats unfermented fruit. He is Glenn Clark. Good morning from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio of Pressbox. It is Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Glenn Clark. He's Kyle Ottenheimer. We're here... I'm um, I, I, when there's. What do you want to say? What do you want to say? I just get it off your chest. I just need a little bit of a heads up. Like I don't know. Like door to door. I don't know how this would work, but maybe like you send an email to anybody who lives in the area. I, I mean, I, I guess maybe <laughs> the government doesn't have that access. Whatever. There's got to be a way to let people know. Hey, this week we're doing so. So yesterday. Mm-hmm. I I thought there must be an accident yeah. um, in the area of Four Corners because things are really backed up on Jared's Hill Pike. Going back to my, I'm like, well, I, I you know I'll bail on this. Yeah. I'll I'll turn around. I'll go a different way. It'll cut things close. But like you know, you I, texted me. I, yeah, right. Like we'll. we'll you were like, hey, and it was quick, quicker than you thought. Yeah, I didn't. I yeah. I was literally nervous yesterday that I was gonna be pulling up at like right at ten o'clock. But once I got away from it, there really was. Smooth sailing you the rest lost of the, way. the cops. Yeah, correct. Today, I said I didn't even think about it. Like I, you know, you like thought, you don't. Man, you're bad, you don't too bad that accident happened. You don't I'm, consider what happened yesterday any longer. You're just like it's a it's a new day. Well, how many it's, times does it need to happen before you're like, okay, this is something I need to make note of? Well, today, yeah, now now that it's happened back to back days, it's apparently not an accident. Either one of two things has occurred. Either would you believe? And another accident at the same time, <laughs> which is not the plausible. Does not, no, does not seem plausible. Uh, it no, I mean, appears it's plausible. Though, it's just it has to be a certain intersection for it to be the case. Yeah, it appears as though it's probably road work that is the cause of this issue. You know, in a few and it's weeks, one thing like when really there's some road work, it. there's some road work, and the flag people are getting you by, and there's like a backup for a minute. We're talking about a backup that is like. Once you've sat there for five minutes, mm-hmm. you realize you have a problem. Is this the one lane, the one lane, the one lane, the one that's, you well, know, it's not as if there's two lanes going either direction, no, right? There's, there's one, one on each there's side. One on so each so side. you got a Despite biker, Jared's you got... Pike being a fairly significant... Right. Well, uh, maybe that's what they're doing, huh? Yeah, that'd be great if that's what it was. Oh, my God, that would change my life. Um, <laughs> I doubt it. You know... That would require some more serious excavation, I would think. It's what it is. It's very frustrating. It's well, they don't they know that... Don't they know who you are? They would think I, I that you would, would know. Would think that they would be aware that I've like got they a told very, AJ got, Burnett. It's a great point. He lives right down the street. <laughs> <sighs> he's, he's probably got his own helicopter <laughs> or something that he can take. That dude made some money in his career. All right. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. It's Glenn Clark Radio, and as I mentioned, from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio Press Box. Chesapeake Employers Insurance is your workers' compensation insurance specialist. Coming up in a little bit. Lionel Dalton, former Baltimore Ravens, Super Bowl hero, and a man who now needs your help for a health battle that he's going through. Uh, True story, I, months ago, started down the process of seeing if I could help Lionel Dalton. Um, We talked to him in the lead-up to our our Super Bowl 35 anniversary piece that we did for PressBox, and I ended up in touch with his doctors. 
and I I have not been ruled out as somebody that might be able to help him, but I don't know yet that sure. I am someone that is able is to it, help is him. It's more than just a blood type thing. It's more there is there are other steps right. to it. It's about your health history. It's about like there's a few other things going on. Eventually, like I actually am close to the point where like they want me to fly to Georgia really? to to like do some tests. I still need to get like there's still a couple more steps in the sure. process, but I had a conversation with one of the doctors involved that said, you know, if we get through these steps, we would like you to fly down to Georgia and we would monitor you for 24 hours. Wow. Something. I mean, it'd be an in and out type yeah, of yeah, deal. Yeah. So um, I, I'm I'm certainly willing to do that for a man that gave us a great joy. I, I have not had the conversation yet with my wife about the idea of me giving up a kidney, but I, I, you got I, two of them. I don't know that I'm going to be the guy either. Of I course. don't know all the details. We're going to talk to Lionel Dalton because he needs he needs sure. a kidney. And he needs you to to be willing to consider being that donor uh, for a man that was part of the team that literally did the impossible and and gave us a championship. We never we we I mean impossible impossible feeling that we got to have in this city after we didn't have a franchise just six years earlier. So we'll talk to Lionel Dalton. Uh, it's Wednesday, so we'll catch up with Patrick Stevens. We'll also catch up with Drew Forrester against Better Judgment. And uh, later on in the program, Mike Bordick's going to join us. Mike Bordick, of course, once upon a time played for Tony Larusa in Oakland. Perhaps oh no, you've heard. You what are you talking about? Things are things are really going well for all tones out in Chicago. <laughs> He's a perfect fit for the role. Nailed it. They really, if anybody ever had the right feel for who they should be looking for as a manager. I would say it was the Chicago White Sox who found the perfect guy. It seems like he's really getting the players to respond just a lot to like uh, about the uh, Tony Larusa hire out in Chicago. I- I'll spend a couple minutes on it to start the show. By the way, I actually, like an idiot, stayed up and watched um, old Turnbull finish the no-hitter for the Tigers last night because I, for some reason, like a stupid, I still think no-hitters are a thing when like now they're just a – it, particularly against the Mariners, they're just a weekly occurrence. Really wish it hadn't come against you know like. Yes, it. Well, but, but what's his face almost threw a no hitter against the Mariners last week. They got no hit for seven and the third or something like that. Last well, they're week. hitting a combined like one ninety nine. It's an unreal that number. Chris Davis could help. Yes, well, no, but still <laughs> close. He wouldn't be much worse. God, it is so awful. How do they have Mitch Haniger? Like he's had a decent like start to the season. How bad must they be? Yeah, they have a hitter. I don't really get it. They seem to be they're awful. Perennially they're awful. rebuilding. Um. So yeah, I stayed up and watched that, which which was something. I mean, I, I it was something. That's all I can tell you. It was something. I I saw it happen, and that's all I, I can checked. Tell. In I have the, no other thoughts about it. I was Turn- watching the Orioles, and it was it, out of hand quickly. I watched. Yes, there was nothing. There was nothing <laughs> to watch about that. I watched. And in fact, I only watched a second of the Charlotte game, and that was out yeah, of hand I, when I checked in. I, I uh, last night was a big night. Uh, as I alluded to yesterday, we knew that our buddy AJ Francis's uh, first match in WWE was going to be coming soon, and it ended up happening. He actually, literally, as I was t- texting or talking about it on the show yesterday, he texted and oh, said, yeah. "Dude, can you get on a flight today?" <laughs> And I, you know, I, he didn't even know for sure they was gonna be able to get me in because they have a very small crowd right now for their. Uh, I their saw shows. that it was the uh, virtual. It appeared right. There's no, they have a small crowd and they combine it with virtual. So how many like rows of crowd? I don't. Are you I, don't I don't know. Like he said, normally estimate like he, he, I, under ten. How, how would I know? Um, you watch. I, yeah, that's fine. I'm not counting. 
Um, he said, he said, if you want to come down, I'm going to need a week's head, a week, week's notice in order to get you in. So I was like, bro, bro, I, I'm not gonna be able to make it down tonight. Not going to happen. But, um, we, my wife stayed up and watched. And of course, like he didn't know when during the show it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. So the show, which is on USA starts at eight. It didn't happen until about nine 30. So the good news is I wasn't missing anything in the baseball game. That's the no, good news that much. I was missing nothing from watching baseball to make sure I got to see my buddy. Steve Wilkerson, man. Yeah, there was that. Uh, well, I don't know what you want me to say about that. It it happened. It it's a thing. Uh, the basketball was not good either game. Uh, neither of them no, were good. No, this thing the NBA was hoping it was going to happen, which was we're going to recreate the drama uh, of the Major no. League Baseball <laughs> wild card game. You know, maybe tonight. Mm, I mean, maybe, maybe tonight. Yes, Lakers Warriors right. is like the one, but they're also playing it at ten o'clock on a indeed on, they a, are. on a Wednesday night. Not exactly the ideal time. For getting the country should wrapped up in a basketball game. You think? I, mean, I don't know what they should. I think it was a mistake to put both conference games on the same night. Like they they tipped off a, a game in Boston at nine o'clock last night, and now they're doing both West Coast. Now like it's different because the West Western Conference includes Central Time Zone teams, so like, like you can nine thirty six thirty would have been the best way to do this. You think? Yeah, or see if they could do it at nine and play it at six out there. I don't know. I don't know what the best option would have been, but it ain't to play it at ten. That's not the way to get people. I agree. Across the no, country, I mean you get it, you get it really excited. Yeah, you're like, on, yes. but on the West Coast, it'll be a big deal. There's no of doubt course. about that. But when you think about it as a basketball fan, you're like, this should be exactly yep. what they were hoping for. I'm, I can't wait. And then you're yep. like, oh wait, ten o'clock. Yep. So um, anyway, I uh, I didn't. Thankfully, I didn't seem to miss a lot, but I did. I, I watched in. a little of the Boston. Oh. I mean, it was you know once you saw that Washington, and this is not unpredictable, right? Like Washington is the uh, yeah. Russell Westbrook's teams that he's been on have been stat driven largely, and they'll they're not good. Put up impressive stretches with effort and they're all not, that, but when they come down, it's not to a good it, basketball. You team. can't count on it. No, it's in not a, a good, basketball, not a basketball game, team. winner take all sort of context. Um, so yeah, it's, as far as the Larusa La thing is concerned, I don't even need to spend all that much time on it because we all know, like everybody knows. I mean, it's more insane how he was the hire. I, I mean, it, yes, it's nuts. It's nuts that they ever let this man be the manager of any baseball team in 2021, well, particularly one of the most yes. young and exciting Correct. teams a, in baseball. A team not dissimilar to the Padres that had a lot of personalities and sort of on the new school side of things. It was bat s insane. Like, I don't see how I, they saw I, this working. I do think it's kind of fascinating. If they're just going to keep doing this, if they're if nobody in that organization can step up and say, you know, we we wanted, we we still think we had the right idea, but we admit that there's no there's no coming back from this. Mm-hmm. I actually think it'll be somewhat entertaining to watch no, the depth the depths by which. The separation between manager oh, and no players will and go, and it's not necessarily like, that it's going to mean that the White Sox are losing either, right? No, like talent you, is they talent. still have talent, exactly right. right. And it, it'll just be interesting to me to see how willing the players are to talk They're about unify how much against they, him. Realistically, yes, I think it'll be, but I a lot but of that stuff. Even players right? like, will say we're not taking it outside of here. I agree, but to 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 throw your guy under the bus like this. I think it will be interesting to see how far the players will go in fighting back publicly against their own manager. Like I, you know, if if there was ever a place I wish I was doing sports radio in the midst of a baseball season, it would be Chicago right now because it could Cubs. set up for yeah, right? Well, I mean, the Cubs are interesting. It could set up for a really fascinating no, no if they don't get rid of him. Every day could bring something new and interesting and a, a golden sound one bite player, yeah. and passive aggressive stuff like you're 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 reading into other quotes from other guys like they say, hey, we, 
there'll be a report at some point. Well, we had a meeting, everybody got together, and everybody aired out their grievances, and everything's fine. And the next day, somebody will say something like, well, you know how things go around here. And everybody like, oh, it's a shot at Lar- It just sets up for a magical summer of covering the White Sox if they don't fire him. Obviously, they should move on from Tony La Russa, that's, but they should have never hired him to begin with. I don't understand how it, they did it. But I it, don't understand it, what they were thinking and how they ever saw it working. No, I mean, there, nobody did. Nobody understood it. There's no way of defending it. I had, I had somebody I know in my life who's a White Sox fan, and he's a, a, a sports writer. He's a football writer. And I saw him tweeting yesterday about how he understands what LaRusso is trying to say, which is they have so many players hurt that they don't need their guy to be thrown at tonight. That doesn't fly. That, that that's Again, if he says that, he's giving acceptance to the idea that a team can throw at his guy, which they did. And <laughs> he didn't disagree with. And, yes, he defended <laughs> afterwards. It's bogus. <laughs> Beyond bogus. It's... It, it's a fireable offense. There's no way a baseball club... But it's so utterly predictable also. Of course it's predictable, Kyle, but there's no way a baseball club should be sitting down today and saying, well, our manager uh, gave gave them the right to throw at our guy, and yeah, that checks out. That's cool. Let's just let's just move forward. Let's just, um, you know, it's what it is. Now, it's, all, it's over now. We, no. Immediately should be fireable. No, you don't get to say that. You have to immediately step in and defend your player, period, period. If he does something to hurt the team, then yes, he didn't do that. He did nothing wrong. And you can get into the, the well, you know, what guys are allowed to swing through take signs and all that type of crap. Stop it. Stop it. This is not 1940. These are adults. And it's yes, if this somebody, is a professional league. These guys are playing for their yes, careers. Well, I mean, look, a like, lot of people. Of course, the arbitration side of this is. Yes, a lot of people are bringing that up and the fact that, like, the, the more his numbers go up, the more money he can make. And there's no doubt that that's true. The, the intricacies of the rules about who is allowed to swing through a take sign and what the penalties of that are are, are a baseball. I get it. There's it's a so certain baseball, hierarchy and a, it's right. a respect overall of a coaching staff. It's, it's, a, it's a baseball centric thing that I. I cannot, I am not qualified, and we'll ask Bordick about it later. I'm not qualified to speak to. I don't know exactly how that works. And Well, it's, like, a, it's, a, it's, it's indicative that they don't care about this coaching staff's opinion to, to an extent. To some extent, it extent. is, in, unless it's not at all. Unless it has nothing to do with that. Look, and it's just a, I, I, in another circumstance, I might have gone ahead and taken the pitch. But the reality is, in that moment, my brain went through all the circumstances, and I just want this game to be over with, so I'll swing. If it's a flyout, it's a flyout. Which, by the way, is the perfect reason for there not to be a take sign. Like, the idea of you up there, you know, taking a walk against a dude lobbing the ball up 40 miles an hour at the 47, plate. 47, Thank you. 40, 47 miles an hour at the plate. I'm sure you're touching that these th- days. There is, there is no reason why the, anybody should be getting a take sign it's at that point. It's tough to hit that out, just, by Yeah, the way. Oh, it's incredibly tough. Yeah. But, but go just swing. Get it the F over with. Just get it over with. They're waving the white flag. They don't want it. They don't care anymore. Go get the game over with. If you hit a home run, you hit a home run. There's no need to defend that. There is no reason for there to be a take sign in that situation. You working a walk against that guy is not going to help you 
ever again in baseball. It's not a lesson that a young player needs to learn. It's just in the same patient. pages of res- respect for the game. Uh, it's, it's in that it's it's, it's, it's not. It's no, not. It's, in Larusa's book, it is. Yeah, it's it's not. But um, is it like was it the same brain trust? The White Sox have an incredible system with full of talent. They seem to be on board with analytics. You can't. I don't. I don't know how you'd get here with all the talent they have, unless you're just saying we'll throw money at everything and see what sticks, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Is it the same brain trust that got all that talent that hired Tony Larusa? I, I, I mean, I guess. I is that the same group guess. of people, or is that the owner could be saying the owner could have guess. stepped in and said, "Hey, this is our guy." Because does, it doesn't it doesn't add up. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't care enough about it. It's that that situation. It's not mine. It's then deal with. It's jeal- I'm jealous because I would love to be dealing with it, but nah, it's nuts. It's nuts. It's nuts. And it's just a. It, it, it's embarrassing for the sport, and it really is. And I'm like for all the when I bring these things up. About, like, when I bring these things up, people get mad at me because it's like, well, you know, do you hate baseball? No, I don't hate baseball at all. But th- I hate this. Well, it's at odds with itself. I, I hate a sport that constantly wants to shoot itself in the foot, that is so determined to just make the game less enjoyable for everyone, that is so hell-bent on being a thing that existed 30 years ago instead of being a sport that people can enjoy. I hate that. I'll always hate that. I hate it in, in other instances. I would hate it if other sports... Tried to do the same thing. I would hate it if basketball suppressing the three pointer was was. I well, I mean, I, and they kind of removed the line back, but it's not and, stopping. And you could that. argue that the game, the bet, sure. that bet, that what we see at the professional level is is the worst, just because it's the least competitive version of basketball we've ever seen. The players are amazing, but the competition is is regularly not good. There are regularly teams that you can watch and just go. They are going through the motions at the professional level. That's a different problem, though. That's not. Basketball didn't necessarily do that to themselves. That's more about, hey, we got into the data, the length of the regular season, and the value mm-hmm. of guys playing at certain times. That's not necessarily a basket, an inherent basketball problem as much as it's something the NBA is still trying to figure out. They, sure. they wanted to do this in goofy in-season tournament. That didn't come through. They thought that maybe doing this play-in thing might help because you'd have a couple more teams that would have something to play for at the end of the year. That didn't really seem to help. They're, they are really struggling with figuring out a way to get teams to try every night, every game during the season. And I don't know how to solve it, and we don't have a basketball sure. team, so I don't spend a lot of time on it. But we do have a baseball team, and I watch more baseball because of it, and I've seen so many examples, so many examples of this. you just shooting yourself in the foot for the sake of shooting yourself in the foot. The, the Yerman Mercedes thing could have been nothing more than a goofy highlight that people would have laughed at and enjoyed. It would have gotten some play on social media, and instead it became this. And and it's not just Tony Larusa, but it's it's he's representative of a group. Correct. Of baseball. Correct. There are other people that feel the same way. You never swing in three zero when you're up by a certain amount. And we just had the situation a couple years ago with the. Well, it's how I was raised in baseball. It's how everyone was raised in baseball so to an extent. But at the same so time, right, like. So embarrassing. You can understand that this is not, it's not that, whatever, like whatever. So it's just embarrassing for a sport. I mean, it's so, so sad. It's so sad. There are certain things that that you you just just can't go. go play baseball, that you have to get caught up in this crap, man. You just, ah. And I don't even know if it's the guy, I don't know if it was Duffy's fault or if it was. Somebody on the team said, this is what you go have to do. But they're embarrassing, too. 
Every single one of them should face significant punishment. It's all embarrassing. All right. It's also a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio, brought to you by Glory Days Grill. They're celebrating their 25th anniversary at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill, a phenomenal menu, including the zucchini fries, the smoky thigh wings, the double bacon and cheddar burger, the barbecue chicken bowl with ancient grains, the strip steak sandwich, silver anniversary IPA, and more. Find out more at glorydaysgrill.com. Your Would You Rather Wednesday scenarios are up at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio. Quickly, the three scenarios. One, would you rather the only other move the Ravens make before the start of training camp is to add Justin Houston or to trade a moderate draft pick for Zach Ertz? Number two, would you rather the next uh, offer that's made for vaccinated people is a free flight anywhere east of the Mississippi, free round-trip flight anywhere east of the Mississippi, this summer, you got to use it over the summer, or it's one free meal per week at Chick-fil-A between now and Labor Day. And number three, would you rather you get, uh, it's amazing, you get to witness live and in person three no-hitters this season, but they're all against your team. So far, there are some Mariners fans who have witnessed two. Or you never in your life see a no-hitter in person. So either you see three against your team in one season or you never see one in person in your life. Those are your three scenarios. At Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio. Someone's winning a $25 gift card to Glory Days Grill. Not that long ago, we uh, caught up with our next guest. And uh, we had him on because we were talking about the anniversary of the Super Bowl 35 win. And... After we had him on, I was on his Facebook page, and I, I learned this story about him. The truth is I actually went through a few steps in the process to find out if I could be a donor, and he still needs a donor. It's a pleasure to welcome back into the show a Super Bowl champion and a man who needs a, your help. He is former Baltimore Raven, Jelly Roll, Lionel Dalton. He's with us now here on GCR. Lionel, it's Glenn and Kyle in Baltimore. It's always good to chat with you. I wish this isn't what we were chatting about, but I appreciate you taking the time for us this morning. How you doing? Hey, man, we're all right. We're all right. I guess that's a more important question for you. How are you doing, sir? I'm taking it one day at a time. Uh, staying hopeful. Um, and... Um, Taking, like I said, just taking it one day at a time. I understand that. Lionel, can you give people the background for wh- when you find out that you 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 had an issue and 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 what you knew was going to need to happen? What what's the what's the background on your story for people that haven't read it yet? Well, January twenty twenty, I had a New Year's Eve party. Um, that that later on that uh, morning, on the second, on the first, uh, I had some issues breathing. I uh, went to the local fire station. And uh, they took me to the hospital here, Piedmont Hospital. And uh, my doctor told me, Mom, I've had, um, I'm infl- I have a lot of inflammation in my body. And it's because my kidneys are not filtering and they're working at 20%. And you need to, we need to put you on dialysis as soon as possible. So that's not great news, obviously, when, no, when you find no. something out like that. How, how does that change your life day to day, Lionel? Day to day, well, I have to go to dialysis three days a week for five hours, and um, a lot of times you don't you don't have as much energy. I have young children, so I don't have the energy to play with them or work with them with the home with their homework and 
it's been more of a strain on my wife because I haven't been able to participate uh, as I as frequently as I used to before I um, started dialysis. So you get this news. Do you know immediately at that point that you're going to need a new kidney? Uh, I knew nothing about kidney. Oh, I knew about it, but I didn't know I needed a kidney. I just thought I needed to go to dialysis, and then it would fix me. But actually, this is something that some people do for 30 to 40 years if they don't get a kidney. So, yeah, I um, I need a new kidney so I can get life back to normal. You know, I'm hanging out with being my family, being with my family, um, being able to work and help my wife and um you know, you have more energy when your kidneys are functioning properly. When your kidneys are functioning properly, it's like sluggish. You don't really feel like doing anything. No, I, I completely understand that. Lionel Dalton is with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. Um, Lionel, th this 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 push then to help find you a kidney, um, I, I imagine you've, you've been able to hear from a lot of Ravens fans and, and folks like me who are trying to find out if they might be able to help you. What does that mean to you, the connection that, that people are, are going through this process to see if they might be able to help you out? And I thought, I, you know, exactly when I think about it, I think about like a lot of, um, a lot of the um, memorable times I had in my life happened in Baltimore. You know, I had my first child there, my wife, my wife there, I won a Super Bowl there, and now the one person who actually is a match with me who donated, who's in the process of donating a kidney is from Baltimore. So it's like, um, it feels really good that the community uh, appreciates me and is trying to help. Wow, wow. So what was the story on the, the person that, that we thought was a match? Well, she is. Well, she actually is a match, but, you know, when you donate a kidney, it's like a, they take them through like a six-month process of yeah. making sure they're, they're healthy. Because not just me, they want to make sure the person is healthy. Yep. And you don't want anything to happen to them when donating a kidney. But the woman was went through the process. Her mother needed a kidney, but her mother had passed away. And then she heard my story, and she said she wanted to donate her kidney in the name of her mother to me, which was so special. <sighs> it had me and my wife crying. She had a booty, and she told a story about her losing her mother. And she really wanted to help someone, so she said she decided to donate to me. After she heard my story on Good Morning America, so so are we? St are you still in the need then? At this point, should people still be? Well, I'm still in the need because anything can happen to her. So you have yeah. to like you try to get as many people as possible because you never know. She might have high blood pressure in three months, and I can't get me. She has to, you know. So it's like a process. Oh, but she says she's pretty healthy, but it's definitely like a four to five month process. They want to monitor you for four to five months. So, and by the way, I, I actually, I actually, I know a little bit about this because I actually have been in touch with one of your doctors as well, Lionel. Oh. Um, so I, I know a little bit about this process and wanting to bring, they asked if I would come down to Georgia and I'm, I'm certainly willing to do that as well to be monitored. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, uh, the website that has been set up, it's newkidneyforjellyroll.com for people to yeah, find out wife. more. Yeah, my wife created that, yeah, so we can, uh. You know, we're gonna put more links on there because I'm trying to get on different. Um, I'm trying to get on different donor lists, so I'm trying to get on Kansas City list, Baltimore list, and so I'm gonna list in Atlanta. So it's easier for people to get the hot certain hot whatever hospital is closer to them. I don't want people to have to fly down to Atlanta. Right. You can go to John Hopkins, and I can do it there. So um, so because the person that was in um. Baltimore. She was supposed to go to Florida because I'm a, I'm registered with Cleveland Clinic, 
But then I got registered with uh, John Hopkins, so now she just had to go oh, to John Hopkins great. to fly to Florida. That's great. That's tremendous. That's wonderful. And and I think and part of this too, Lionel, even if you know this person you know ends up becoming a match for you and you're taken care of. I imagine you probably now know how important this is for a lot of other people that are on this this waiting list and looking for a new kidney. Yeah, it's um over fifteen. One out of seven people in the United States are suffering from this disease. It's fifteen percent of the population. Uh, one donor, one deceased donor, can save up to like eight lives. So just going through the process and knowing what I know, me and my wife is creating a nonprofit organization to bring awareness to this. A lot of people can't get on more than multiple lists because they can't afford to fly sure. to these cities. You know what I'm saying? Everybody can't afford to fly, and I realized that. And so we, what we were going to do is try to create uh, awareness and try to get, you know, get donations to help people get on multiple lists who are in, you know, certain cities and can't afford it. Oh, that's awesome. That's an awesome thing. Again, find out more by going to newkidneyforjellyroll.com. Lionel, how how has this changed? You know, you're always you've always been a fascinating dude, right? Like you just wrote this book not that long ago that was so interesting yeah. about your your life and the perspective. How has going through this changed your perspective about life and all of these things that you've experienced during the course of your life? I just when stuff happens like this, you you proud to appreciate time. You know, time because you know you don't know. You know, we nobody promised tomorrow, so. You know, I hug my daughter's tired. I kiss my wife for longer, and I just appreciate the time I have here. You appreciate your time, and that's what's amazing for me. I really appreciate the um, the moments I have because you never know. Like I come to the clinic some days, and certain people are no longer here. You know, you know, and so every you know, some people you know never get a donor, or some people you know have other issues. And dialysis is doing, doing it for a long period of time, whereas at the heart. So if somebody's doing this for 10 to 20 years, it can wear at their heart. And then if you don't have issues with your heart, you can't get a kidney donor. So it's a lot of things. You want to try to get out of here as soon as possible. A lot of the necessary because the machine wears on the body. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can only imagine. I can only imagine, brother, what you're going through. People think that football's tough. People think that... That, that, you know, that, that yeah. hurt, man. I can only imagine uh, the comparison to that. All right, let's, let's remind yeah. everybody, newkidneyforjellyroll.com is the website. And at Jelly Roll Kidney on Twitter, if you want to find out a little bit more. Um, Ravens fans, please, please help a man out and, and, and help others out that are going through something like this. Um, if you're capable of doing it, you're healthy and you're able to. Um, what a yeah. wonderful thing it would be able to do. Lionel, we're going to be rooting for you, man. Uh, Obviously, we're rooting for you. And I'll continue to stay in touch with the people that I've been in touch with to see if maybe I might be somebody that could help as well. Um, All right. We love you. you We we hope you feel better, man. And and we'll talk to you again real soon. All right. Thank you, guys. One love. Lionel Jelly Roll Dalton. Um, Legitimately, I have been uh, for months in conversation with. uh, uh, boy, what is, it's it's called a living donation, and I was in touch with the folks at Piedmont, uh, down in Atlanta, the Piedmont Transplant Institute, and I'm you know I, I'm continuing that process, and I will be back in touch with them soon, and if I can help, I'm I'm I'll be willing to help. You know, it's the the reality of it. In fact, I remember uh, like Rita and I having a conversation about it a couple months ago as the season was winding down, um. 
you know, man, if you can, right? If you're healthy, if you can, I, I, I'd like to be able to, to, to do that for someone that that gave me that much joy. I'm glad it appears as though he's got someone lined up and looks like he's gonna find have a donor and and things are gonna be okay. But you know, we will, um, we will see. We have to continue to, uh, to, to find out how that goes. As he mentions, it's a process and 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 your health, the donor's health, is very important as well. That's why they monitor you and make sure that uh, you'll be okay after you make the donation. So, again, find out more uh, about what uh, Lionel's going through and how you might be able to help. NewKidneyForJellyRoll.com is the website. Uh, it is Would You Rather Wednesday, brought to you by Glory Days Grill here on GCR. Someone is winning a $25 gift card to Glory Days Grill just by participating today. Uh, number one, would you rather one more, one more move for the Baltimore Ravens? Just one. Uno más. Solamente uno. It's signing Justin Houston or it's trading a moderate draft pick for Zach Ertz. Julio Jones. No. Not Julio Jones. Um, By the way, I did think about Morgan Moses yesterday only because, like, if you had told me the options were signing Alejandro Villanueva or making what, again, I assume is a moderate type of trade for Morgan Moses, I would think that nine times out of ten I would. Rusher, right? Morgan Moses? Yeah. No, he's a right tackle. Who does he play for? Washington? Are you not? What? He's, he's the one that Who do I was you? thinking of Trent Brown. Morgan Moses has been playing very – he went to Virginia. Uh yes he did okay, yeah, he did one hundred percent all right um because I would have rather Morgan Moses every time sure than Alejandro, Villanueva, you yes. know Villanueva I just I just don't see it happening at this point now yeah. I I don't know maybe maybe it's there's still some world where they didn't know that Morgan Moses was available they say well that's a good problem to have we have a backup plan at left tackle and we have a guy that can play right tackle of those two scenarios. I'm probably more on the side of mm-hmm. Ertz. Okay, why is that? Well, it's not imperfect, right? Like I'm gonna acknowledge that it's not exactly what they would, what they would ideally need if they were going to go back to he's their not, three tight ends. He's sets. not the strong. He's not an inline blocker. Mm-hmm. He's a move tight end. He's really kind of just a, a liability blocking. To be fair, um. So you are putting a square peg in a round hole with Andrews and saying that you're going to have to do more inline work because this other guy's worse than you. But doesn't mean it's still not worth having another weapon in that regard, right? Like to have the versatility in the three tight end sets to be able to still be effective and dangerous downfield passing the football, which is what you would be, right? Mm-hmm. Like you would be no worse downfield than you were with Hayden Hurst potentially better I would think potentially uh, better I don't know about I mean I'm saying as far as what the guys stretching the field Ertz is Ertz was running a four five something I get he's older now I was gonna say that's all we're a bit removed from that Hurst is older now too but he's not whatever not getting into this between Hurst and Ertz I'm saying more this is about what you would be putting on the field around Lamar Jackson in the three tight end set and so in that sense I would take that rather than where I'm kind of man I'm not at the point where I'm like, oh, pass rush doesn't matter because mm-hmm. it clearly does. Mm-hmm. But I think that the Ravens have made a point, and we heard Wink say something similar. I think made a point to say that in our strategy, yes, our pass rush mm-hmm. is going to come from varied blitzes yep. and trusting our cornerbacks to do their job, and so. 
Do I agree with it? I don't know. I don't know. Do I think that Justin Houston is going to be a world beater and a difference maker at the end of the day and end up as a 15-sack guy? Probably not. I don't think that. So I think I'd rather... But do I think... Forward, and I, I don't know. That doesn't mean he's not helpful. Right. right? Like, that exactly right. I, don't, I wouldn't measure success by whether he has a monster season. I understand season. that. But right. I think I'd still rather... F- In the game where we expect points to probably be the deciding factor probably probably, probably. i get it I mean, that's, that's, that's plays that's the end of the too, game yeah. where mm-hmm. you know Mahomes has proven that getting to him isn't enough yep so i think i'm probably taking it uh from nick kelly i think i read they stopped considering it but i'd rather try to move boykin to tight end and take houston in this scenario rather than trade a draft pick away for Ertz. well yeah i mean the, I, i'm not giving you boykin as a tight end in this scenario so you're, you're back to the internal options that you had uh, instead, uh, Rodney signing Houston. You still need a pass rush. Well, I mean, as Kyle point, I don't think they're just saying we're not going to have a pass rush if they don't sign Justin Houston. But I also don't know how significant the difference is. Cody Houston already not enough catches to go around on offense, and his cap number will be more manageable. We need proven sack production on defense. Is Zach Ertz's cap number crazier than I? It's like eight at least. That's not bad. I mean, that's. I don't know. Could be. I mean, it could maybe it's higher. I mean, is it if it's if it's higher than that? I mean, sure. They, I could see where that would be a problem. Uh, Zach, I'm trying to pull up Zach Ertz right now. His cap number is. Uh, it's all right. I mean, it's it. Okay, so it's a 12 million dollar cap hit, but it's it's with 7.7 in dead cap. You assume. That in pulling off a trade, it ends up being somewhere in that. When once you, if you do something like yeah. this, the reasonable assumption is that the hit ends up being whatever the dead cap space is. That that ends up being that you you're not making the trade if you're not figuring mm-hmm. it out for that number. So yes, it's right around that. And while yeah, it's a it it soaks up a bit of what you've got left. Um, it's not it's not undoable. Well, I'd rather go get Julio Jones. Yeah, I mean, that would be cool. I would rather do that. I but think I didn't, they should still I didn't, be considering I didn't, that. I, we've talked about that, yes. but it, I didn't make it an option, so stop trying to make it one. From uh, uh, Zach from the bat around, got to be Houston. Just a lack of experience at edge right now can probably throw a solid blocker at tight end three and get away with it. So, he was, so he's Orioles fan 68 on Twitter. Yes. Is he also Ravens fan 86? I, I don't know. I think we have a Ravens fan 86 who interacts with us. I believe that, but I don't know if it's him. I just genu- I genuinely. I don't, don't think know. it is, but that's just kind of a funny thing. I guess. That? It might just be a Todd Heap fan too. You know, more like, logical, but yeah, I like to think it's Zach with two accounts. I also I don't I think we asked Zach why he was sixty eight, and understand. I don't. He didn't give a reason that was really yeah sense right. To me, yeah. Like he's <laughs> Zach's a young guy. Yeah, right? he's definitely he was not, not born in sixty eight. Not a chance of that being the case. He's a very young and the guy. Orioles. Nothing in sixty eight was particularly memorable, right? No, not as si- the sixty eight <laughs> season was, was. It wasn't sixty six. No, and it wasn't sixty nine yeah. or seventy or seventy one when they made the World Series three straight years. I I got nothing. <laughs> Um, from uh, Paul from Ovilando, yeah, he loves Zach Ertz. You know which option I'm going to pick. Any chance for the offense to become more dynamic and hard to defend? I'm all in. John Proctor checks in. I guess Ertz no higher than a third rounder, though. I don't. You think it's going to take a third rounder for probably mm, Zach Ertz? I think a fourth would probably be more. Houston had eight sacks last season, not lighting the world on fire. From Tony, Tony says, Glenn, honestly, I wouldn't care if the Ravens did neither of these things. Neither one really moves the needle for me. If I have to accept one or the other, I guess I feel as though Ertz would be more helpful than Houston. I feel like Houston would end up becoming like every other rusher the Ravens have tried bringing in that just isn't a fit. 
doesn't mean like Dumerville was still helpful at times. For a season, he was helpful. Yeah. He had a helpful season, Dumerville. And that was a little bit of a different situation, I suppose. But I think they've largely they don't normally sign aging edge rushers in the sense that like they're not sack artists. They're guys that have been steady veterans and can no, come but they don't typically sign guys that are rush specialists. That uh, well. If they the guys they've acquired that have been rush specialists course, have not Ngakwe translated, and Ngakwe is yes. obviously the one that screams the most but. at you. Um, you know, Trevor Price when he was here but never he was really also kind of a combo, right? Like he was he more was... of a yeah defensive lineman right. type. You're right about that. Um, I, I they don't. I guess Marcus Spears is, was an interior defensive lineman, and eh, well, I mean, he didn't do anything here. Sure. I mean, Chris Canty was a nice guy. It was useful not, five techniques. It, it was useful, but he yeah. wasn't an edge. But he he was wasn't never edge a pass special. rusher, right. right? He wasn't an edge specialist either. I guess what we're just saying is they just don't have a lot of. Pernell McPhee has been the most effective, and he's been. But he's also not really an edge. multiple. He's yeah, like he's not guy. really a. They, we're we're trying to pin down guys whose job is to go get quarterbacks, and the truth is they haven't done a lot right. of it. They just haven't. They haven't done a lot of that guy in particular. Continue to give me your responses for Would You Rather Wednesday, brought to you by Glory Days Grill. We'll talk about them throughout the course of the morning. Today's show is brought to you by Mobile One. Mobile One, full synthetic motor oil, helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. We will uh, preview the quarterfinals of the NCAA lacrosse tournament. Loyola, Maryland, both alive. We'll do that next. Patrick Stevens joins us here on Glenn Clark Radio from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio. The annual MIAA Lacrosse Championships are coming live to Anne Arundel County for the first time ever. The MIAA Lacrosse Championships feature some of the nation's top lacrosse programs as well as the future stars of the game. Join us Tuesday, May 18th and Friday, May 21st at the Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium in Annapolis, Maryland. Tickets are on sale now. To learn more, go to MIAAChampionships.com. Hey, this is Chris Rowland from Great Ace Memorabilia. And June 27th from 12 to 4, we want to invite you out to the first ever Tucker Fest for the Brigands Brigade Foundation. Come meet Justin Tucker. Listen to a free live concert from Joey Harkham and Dave Teeth. Jeremy Kahn will be in the Express Exterior Design Dunk Booth. We'll have food trucks from Jimmy's Famous Seafood, vendors, and a huge cornhole tournament. This is a free family fun event on Sunday, June 27th from 12 to 4 p.m. at Jerry's Toyota on Bella Road. For more information, go to GreatEightsMemorabilia.com. That's Great Eights with the number eight letter S. And remember, Great Eights Memorabilia, be great. For more than 100 years, Chesapeake Employers Insurance has been helping Maryland businesses keep their workers safe. With competitive pricing and an AM Best, A-minus financial strength rating, it's no surprise that Chesapeake Employers is Maryland's largest writer of workers' comp insurance. At the end of every workday, someone's waiting for your safe return. Connect with your agent or visit CEIWC.com. Redefine your skills, inspire change, and make a difference. The Army offers the new generation of youth the ability to be part of something bigger than themselves, while also improving who they will become individually. Soldiers have the ability to impact the world in many different ways. The Army supports humanitarian missions ranging from the COVID-19 response to natural and man-made disasters. Visit GoArmy.com forward slash Baltimore. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. 
The journey begins on remote mountain farms and plantations in the lush tropical regions of countries like Colombia and Brazil, where the best coffee beans are grown. The beans are harvested by hand, carefully sorted, bagged, shipped, and finally roasted. And the journey ends as your cup of rich, flavorful Royal Farms coffee, the freshest and best coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Hi, it's Glenn Clark for Window Nation. When it comes to cost and quality, Window Nation has you covered, saving you thousands more on your windows compared to national brands while providing the same, if not better, quality. Want detail? Window Nation measures each window three times to ensure proper fit. And after they install your new windows, they leave your home cleaner than it was before. Get 50% off every style window plus put no money down make no payments and pay no interest for 24 months 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com tell them glenn clark sent you window nation the perfect fit the latest edition of press box is available now on the cover luke jackson profiles top orioles pitcher john means and the role new pitching coach chris holt is taken with means and the entire organization inside matt kremnitzer reflects on nick markakis's career, and Bo Smolka looks at what to expect from the Ravens' 2020 draft class in their second season. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. You are out. You are listening to Glenn Clark Radio at GlennClarkRadio.com. All right, back in here on a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio, brought to you by Glory Days Grill. Continue to get me your responses at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. Today's show also brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 to get roof and siding repairs for just the cost of your home insurance deductible. 410-401-9797 or C3America.com to get your free analysis. It's Wednesday. That means it's time for us to catch up with our college sports guru. Man, you follow on Twitter at Discourse, D1S Course. You read about in U.S. Lacrosse Magazine as well as other locations on the various interwebs. He's our pal Patrick Stevens, and he joins us now here on GCR. Patrick, good morning, sir. Um, it ended up being, I, I guess it wasn't exactly a thrilling first weekend until we got to the final game of the first weekend, and then, holy crap, we got one of the best lacrosse games we could have ever asked for at that point. Yeah, you certainly had a handful of, of, of fun games that were sprinkled throughout. I thought Notre Dame Drexel on Saturday. Yeah, that one was good, yeah. Yep. Tied going into the last couple minutes. Um, and then the Virginia Bryant game was pretty good. But, but, yeah, the highlight for sure was Loyola-Denver going down to that last save by Sam Schaefer. So uh, a great win for Loyola. Uh, you know, basically two different games in the second and third quarters. And, and it's amazing to me that Denver wasn't quite able to erase that lead at any point. Uh, it felt like they were applying pressure throughout. Yep. Uh, and so now I think ultimately – uh, what you're looking at is a is a great victory for Loyola. They move on to the quarterfinals. It's you know I think I, I can guess what your next question is going to yeah, be. It's yeah, it's amazing how how much they've done to really sort of save their season here over the last few weeks. So so that's where I am. Right, this is an awesome story, and it was a thrilling game, and everything about this is incredible. Now now separated from that, are they capable of playing with a team like Duke? <laughs> 
Oh, uh, that 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 remains to be seen. I mean, remember they actually played at the beginning of the season. They played Virginia reasonably tough. Yep, that's true. Um, and the the big difference at that time was that Virginia had Matt Moore and Loyola didn't. Yep. Well, you know, Duke has Michael Sowers, and 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 Loyola doesn't have one of those. Um, as as, as tough as that is for them, they they don't have one of those. But they are playing really well. Their their defense has been much better. And, and the face-off situation, while Jake Naso has been really good as a freshman for Duke, I don't think is quite as daunting as the Stathakis and Erlen combination for Denver. So I think Bailey Savia is probably going to be a bigger factor uh, and, and a, a much better factor for Loyola on Saturday. Uh, more effective, I should say, not better, but a more sure. effective factor on Saturday. Or, or Sunday, I should say. I'm losing track of days right, as well. Right, right, right. Um, which is, of course, a pandemic thing. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, I think that Loyola probably can, it, it, this is probably not a game that they can allow to get into the, into the 14, 13 range. Uh, I think it's probably better for Loyola if, if this game turns out to be something more along the lines of 11, 10, 11, 9, 10, 8, and that's going to be hard to do, uh, against Duke's offense. Cause there's, there's so many guys there, whether it's, Sowers or Joe Robertson or Brennan O'Neill or the Kai Montgomery and you know the list goes on and on. The one thing I will point out is, is that when you look at, at Duke's high end games, the four victories that they they collected in the ACC beat everybody in the league once, and the victory over Denver, those are all one and two goal games. So Duke doesn't have this extensive history this year hmm. of, of just pounding really good teams, uh, and so. I, I am not of the opinion that, that Loyola is simply just going to show up and, and lose by six or seven just because Duke is that much better. I think this will be a tight game. But at the same time, you look at those tight victories, Duke is very comfortable in those situations. Uh, and so, you know, Loyola certainly has its hands full. Uh, with a team that has answers just about everywhere on the field. As Patrick mentioned, that's the early game on Sunday. That's the noon game out in South Bend. Um, just one more on, on this, Patrick, and that's going back to Sam Schaefer. And it is. It's an unbelievable story from a guy that was just benched a few weeks ago to now you know, coming up with like a huge save in the closing seconds against Army in a game they almost certainly had to win to get into the tournament. And now this one. I, you know, how far can you when you're when your goalie is in a zone in this sport? I, I feel like there is an eternal story of that that you can win a national championship that way. It it can't only be that, but but boy, it helps when when your goalie just happens to for whatever reason be playing the the best of his career in those moments. It's interesting. I'm sitting here trying to think of, of teams that you could pinpoint at that they that they won titles. Not necessarily entirely or even largely, right. but significantly because of the goalie play. You know, Virginia a couple years ago with Alex Rode basically playing the best two games of his life in the Final Four up to that point is one of those teams. I think about Jesse Schwartzman at Hopkins and both of yep. their titles in yep. 05 and 07 was like that. And, and Tillman Johnson at Virginia uh, in 03 play, played absolutely out of his mind throughout that tournament. So it happens, uh, but it does also help you know, for all those things that we just mentioned there you know, that, that that Virginia team had Michael Krause and it had Ian Laviano and it mm-hmm. had Doc Aiken and it had those guys. And Hopkins had Kyle Harrison and it had Paul Rabel. Yep. And it had, you know, it had Pizers. And, you know, Virginia had Kyle Dixon and it had, uh, it, it had uh, Chris Fratelli and all those guys. So, you know, I kind of look at, at, at that as, you know, you, you got to have everything else working too. And, and, in, and in fairness to Loyola, 
they had more things working on offense of late than they had earlier in the year. And Aiden Olmstead's playing significant. You know, he's playing better for sure. And you know, Peter Swindell's chipping in uh, on the midfield. It feels like they're getting more of those. Like, there's a Liam Bateman goal here. Yep. You know, like there's yep. one of those. There's one of those. And all of a sudden, that adds up, and they've got more things going on. But there's no question that an improved Sam Schaefer uh, plays a big, big role. Uh, in what Loyola's been able to do here over the last five games. All right, let's move to the late game. I know you got to see Maryland this past weekend. I, I know the question is going to continue to be the same until we get there, which is what can we expect from Maryland in facing a, a tougher non-conference opponent? Um, not to take anything away from Vermont, who I, was game, obviously, for a little while uh, this weekend, but... You know, this is a different this is a different animal that they're up against, and and playing, frankly, you know, kind of on the road at Notre Dame. That do do we know what we can expect from Maryland now going into this circumstance? Well, I like the fact that Maryland handled its business. You know, like yeah, there was there was a moment that Vermont got within three in the in the third quarter, but there was never a point after that late burst in the first quarter where you felt like Maryland was in any real danger. And that's a weekend that they haven't always played all that great. Um, and more is more when they're a one or a two or a three than, than when they're in a spot like they were a couple of years ago when they had to go on the road and play Towson as the sixth when Towson was the sixth seed. Yeah. Uh, so I like that, and I like the fact that you, you you keep checking these boxes off. You know, like you keep having you know the the close defense of Maycar and Grill and Ray Hill keep winning individual matchups. You know, Bernhardt is sort of the cheat code, obviously. You have one of those, and there's only so many teams in the, in the country that have a player coming close to being that good. So, you know, that's the sort of guy that can carry you. And then we got the classic example of, you know, Maryland sort of puttering about around 500 on faceoffs all year, and they face a guy that's at close to, you know, around 70%. And what do they do? You know, they get, you know, Justin Shockey's best game maybe since his freshman year. Um and, and ultimately, uh, that turned out to be a strength. So they're going to need that again, I think. I think possession's going to matter a bit. But I also kind of look at Notre Dame, and it's like they, they didn't exactly overwhelm over the weekend. That's a good Drexel team that demonstrated, I think, to people that maybe didn't realize how good they were, that, that they, are, they, are, they were definitely going to be a factor. Uh, but you know, Notre Dame uh, is, not, is not a team that, that's going to get blown out, but it's probably not a team, unless they're playing Syracuse, uh, that, that's going to be blowing people out either. I mean, you look at some of their wins in, in league play. They did, they did handle Duke pretty well, um, but a uh, loss to Virginia, the loss to Carolina, loss to Duke the other time. So you know, there's not a whole lot there that says, you know, okay, Notre Dame at home is an unwinnable situation for Maryland. I, I, I think it'll actually be a really good game, one of the two best games of the weekend. I'm not sure whether that or Virginia-Georgetown ultimately lands, lands that prize, uh, but I do think that'll be a, a much more competitive game uh, than what Maryland saw, and, and really, it might be as tough a game as they faced all season. Notre Dame-Maryland, of course, the 2.30 game Sunday uh, out in South Bend. Patrick Stevens with us here on GCR. As you referenced, Georgetown-Virginia, the early game on Saturday. I think that's where I saw you're going to be this weekend. Um, both that and Rutgers against Carolina, both both Georgetown and Rutgers look really good on the first weekend. Um, how game do you think they are to try to knock off these powers in the ACC? Well, I think Georgetown's really good. Yeah. Um, and, and and look, look, Syracuse did not uh, did not do, did not do much to justify its inclusion in the tournament. No. Uh, and that's uh, 
And that's not a knock on the selection committee. You're not going to evaluate their work. You know, the results don't justify it or, or invalidate it one way or the other. But Syracuse wasn't very good. And, and Georgetown, you know, they have one of those high-end guys in Jake Carraway uh, who is capable of taking over a game. And defensively, they've got answers. They've got maybe the best goalie in the country in Owen McElroy. They, they get good face-off play. Meanwhile, Virginia's face-off situation has been kind of tenuous the last two games. Uh, so that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, you know, and, and Georgetown has this freshman, Dylan Hess, who's kind of a two-way midi and has just sort of bounced out of nowhere and scored three goals in the Big East title game against Denver, four against Syracuse, uh, and he's playing at a really high level right now. So I think that I think they can play with Virginia, who I think is going to is going to be able to find some holes in the Georgetown defense. But the Cavaliers have given up their share of goals too over the course of the season. So. I, I, I think that that defense is maybe a little bit vulnerable. Uh, North Carolina Rutgers is an interesting game. I, I feel like Rutgers should be really, really loose at this point. I mean, they, they, you know, think about the boxes that have been checked in. They've made it to the tournament for the first time since '04. They've won a tournament game for the first time since 1990. Uh, you know, I don't know if they really have a whole lot to lose at this point. So I could see them hanging in there pretty gamely. That having been said, you know, Carolina just got. Uh, a great defensive performance yeah. against Monmouth. You know, Colin Craig with 15 saves and two goals allowed. And, and, you know, that's the sort of thing where you get a goalie in, in a game like that where maybe maybe they're not quite so sharp, especially as, as their team starts to pull away. And he was sharp all the way through until his day ended sometime in the fourth quarter. And uh, you look at Carolina over the course of the season, I still feel like if everybody, if we're evaluating everybody when they're playing their best, I think North Carolina has demonstrated a higher peak than anybody else has. I think Maryland's probably got the second highest peak out of anybody. The Carolina, when they are on point, is really, really good. And if they show up and play that kind of game, and I, I feel like they have one of them in one of those games in them, whether it's here or sometime in the Final Four. And if we get that version of Carolina, I don't know if there's much Rutgers is going to be able to do. I mean, that's, that's just a really, really good team with answers everywhere. Oh, there's no doubt. They are loaded, and 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 you know they they were rightfully the 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 team coming into the tournament, and we'll see if that continues moving forward. Of course, the uh, the Saturday games uh, up in New York. The first game is the Georgetown Virginia game, and the second game, the two thirty game, is Carolina and Rutgers. Patrick Stevens, it's time for us to play our game. Can you name the MLB teams that this particular player has played for? Um, I got two more for you, and again, as I've said, the five-team guys, it's getting tougher and tougher. Just, I, I admit that uh, wholeheartedly. I was just sort of blown away by, by how interesting this particular player's um, resume is. Not only a former All-Star, not only a man who once pitched a no-hitter, he also allowed Rafael Palmero's first career home run. Who knew? I did not know this. And this is a, a unique story. One in one inning once... He both hit a home run off of Fernando Valenzuela and then allowed a home run to Fernando Valenzuela in the same inning. Kind of a goofy thing I never knew about. Five teams for former big league pitcher Kevin Gross is the first name today. Kevin Gross, an all-star with the Phillies in what, 88? Yeah, exactly correct. Nailed that one. So he was definitely a Philly, and he was definitely a Dodger. Those are the two most prominent, yes. And then everything else is kind of a mess. It's tough, um, yes. 
I mean, we're talking shortstops, aren't we? Um, there are actually two two-season appearances in there. Only one one-season oh. appearance. Gosh, I'm trying to. You know, this is this is tricky because I, I I kind of assumed that he was the the sort of guy that just sort of um you know had a couple mop-up spots at the end and that was that. Yeah, and the dis- um, and the disappointing part is you can't just guess the Dodgers now because we already know that it was the yeah, top no, that's, that's, that is that is definitely unfortunate. Right, that it's worked out that way. Um, Kevin Gross. Um, am I vaguely remembering him as an Expo? You most certainly are. Between Philadelphia and the Dodgers, he spent two seasons with the Expos. Okay. Uh, we're one away from basically salvaging this. Oh, I mean, um, I think right now we would already say remarkable performance. Uh, <laughs> let's, uh, am I vaguely remembering Texas? Shut up. Just stop. Yeah, you definitely are. 95 and 96, he's been two seasons in Texas, including leading the league in losses in 1995 when he oh, went 9-15. Wow. So I'm down yes. to one. So You're down to the final. It, it was the end of his career, and this is definitely uh, – th- th- he made he appeared in 12 games, making three starts, pitching to a 6.75 ERA. Well, I had two ideas that were, that were floating around, but I'm going to go with Boston. Uh, no, that's a really good one. It was the Angels was the, the Angels, one. So that not, was not who I was going not, with. Not terribly yeah. far off. Not terribly far off. But again, it means I don't have to give you. I was going to give you a slam dunk like Hall of Famer, but because you went four for five on Kevin Gross, the four-team guy I'll give you instead will be a six-time All-Star and a former MVP, uh, former Gold Glove winner and two-time Silver Slugger winner. He, of course, is the thrill, Will Clark. Will Clark was a Giant, a Ranger, an Oriole, and a Cardinal. Yes, he most certainly was. Just that simple. All right, you're uh, you're headed up to uh, to Hampstead, correct? To Hampstead, up on Long Island. So catch those two games: uh, Georgetown, Virginia, the opener, like you say, and then uh, Carolina Rutgers. You uh, will not be able to make the uh, the trip out to to South Bend. That's a that's a pretty tough travel combination, I think. Yeah, trying to get trying to get from Long Island to to South Bend, especially yes, Long Island to Baltimore to South Bend. Um, so that I will be I will be enjoying that from somebody's living room. Um, basically, my satellite dish is sitting in my backyard now. And that's a, that's a story for another time. Oh, um, ooh, not so, great! Great timing. Great timing. No, it's, it's, it's not. We can we can thank a nasty gram from a from a homeowners association. Oh for that. no! Um, oh, but no. in any case, uh, I will be figuring out a way to to catch those games on TV before uh, heading back up north to. All right. At Discourse, D1S Course on Twitter is how you follow him. Patrick Stevens, safe travels this weekend, my friend. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Awesome. Take care, Glenn. Patrick Stevens joining us as he does every week here on GCR as uh, we get ready for the quarterfinals this Saturday and Sunday in the NCAA lacrosse tournament. Hour number one is in the books from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio. It has also been brought to you by Window Nation. Glenn Clark here for Window Nation. They have a phenomenal deal for you. Get 50% off all styles of windows. Plus, put no money down, make no payments, and pay no interest for 24 months. 866-90NATION or windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. Window Nation, the perfect fit. Can we take a break? Or all right, we'll grab a break and then Drew. Sure, I guess. Glenn Clark Radio. By the way, Nick Kelly gave me a, I mean, heinous. Would you rather Wednesday question that we'll address? We'll deal with it. That's next. 
Glenn Clark Radio. Glory Days Grill is celebrating their 25th anniversary this month, featuring their 12-ounce Silver Anniversary New York Strip Steak, the Smoky Thigh Wings, a Double Bacon and Cheddar Burger, the Strip Steak Sandwich, Barbecue Chicken Bowl, and their Silver Anniversary Turtle Cheesecake. Toast to 25 more years with Glory Days Grill's Silver Anniversary IPA, brewed by Virginia-based brewery Devil's Backbone, and take home a commemorative glass. Celebrate by entering any of their three contests online, win a trip the Devil's Backbone Brewing Company, free wings, or lots of other great prizes. Enter online at glorydaysgrill.com slash 25th anniversary. The 25th anniversary menu is available through June 20th. Come in for great food, good sports, and family fun. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401-9797 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. Guys, we're almost there. As a lot of people have said, we are at the 10-yard line, but the COVID-19 pandemic is not quite over, so we need to continue to be vigilant, do the right things, including wearing our masks, and if we're going to wear them, why wouldn't we wear masks that represent our favorite teams and players? Home team masks, available right now. Pressboxonline.com slash masks. we got a purple and orange state flag neck gaiter for you, as well as the Celebrate 8 MVP neck gaiter, and an over-the-ear faded distressed state flag and traditional colors mask. They're available. Pressboxonline.com slash masks. Let's get this over with wear our masks home team masks baseball is back in full in 2021 and the bat around has got you covered from bell to bell hi i'm paul valley and you can catch me along with my co-host zach goodman every saturday morning from 10 to 12 on the bat around right here at press box sports we'll break down every win every loss and everything in between plus tell you who we take to rake each week as the orioles look to get back in the hunt and bring competitive baseball back to baltimore catch us at pressboxonline.com slash the bat around or at facebook.com slash press box sports that's the bat around every saturday morning from 10 to 12 right here at press box sports it takes time to get rich flavorful coffee beans from the lush mountain regions of colombia and brazil to royal farms but less than a minute to get yourself a delicious hot cup of the finest and freshest coffee in the world because royal farms new swiss made coffee machines grind those rich flavorful coffee beans and brew them one magnificent cup at a time it's why royal farms makes the freshest and best coffee in the world real fresh real fast royal farms Redefine your skills, inspire change, and make a difference. The Army offers the new generation of youth the ability to be part of something bigger than themselves, while also improving who they will become individually. Soldiers have the ability to impact the world in many different ways. The Army supports humanitarian missions ranging from the COVID-19 response to natural and man-made disasters. Visit GoArmy.com forward slash Baltimore. This is Nothing but net. All right, back in here on GCR from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio. Continue to get me your Would You Rather Wednesday responses brought to you by Glory Days Grill at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. We'll get to more of them as the morning goes on. Tucker Fest is coming up June 27th. This is going to be an awesome event at Jerry's Toyota. 
Justin Tucker will be there. You can get your meet and greet tickets that include picture and autograph for just 50 bucks with that guy, the future Hall of Famer, Justin Tucker. But it's so much more than that. The event itself is free, and it's a festival. It's, as you would think, it's going to have food trucks and live music from Joey Harkum and Dave Teeth and the Dunk Tank. I know Jeremy Kahn's getting in the Dunk Tank that day to help raise money for the Brigance Brigade, which is a wonderful thing. Uh, we're going to be broadcasting there that day. There's going to be other vendors. There's just a cornhole tournament. It's just going to be a great family fun festival event. Tucker Fest, June 27th at Jerry's Toyota. If you want to get meet and greet tickets, they're available. Great8smemorabilia.com. Again, great, the number 8S, memorabilia. Great8smemorabilia.com. Find out about some of the other wonderful events and signings. They have coming up with Great Eights memorabilia, but the big one, Tucker Fest, June twenty seventh, at Jerry's Toyota. Are we? Uh, are we is he there? Hello. You think, Good- you think Ovechkin has a like? I don't want to say a case against. Um, what against Chris? Because his yeah, con- Chris. does Ovechkin have a case, a legal case against him, or no? I don't think so. I don't think. I mean, unless he, he tra- if, I, if there's a trademark I don't know about, then yeah, he might. Well, he's the greatest eight in this community. Oh, you better slow down over there, Chief. You better. First of all, he's not in this. I don't know if if you heard. They're in Washington. He's not oh. in this community. Not well, yeah, sure. they're right down near College Park. Well, no, they're they're in a different. They're not in the state. I'm not sure if you're familiar with how like the state that, works. That would be a good argument, though. Yeah. Quality of play. Quality of play. Who's the best number eight ever in this area? Well, I mean, if you okay, if you're saying between the two markets, if you're doing that bit, because it's right, a well, sure, yeah, because you're the you care about that. A lot well, of us no don't. One ever, no one ever called. He's always been the great eight. Well, that's no one's but, ever, right. I no one that. else has ever been that. No, no one else has had that nickname. I don't disagree. Right. I don't disagree but, with uh, that. The number eight, Bowler Ripken, right, and him. Right, Bowler's the other one, obviously. Um, no. It's it's an interesting like you know we don't have enough with Lamar yet to be able to you know what I mean like he's he's not there yet like he he's not but could he be absolutely he could be one day we'll see um but it's really between he and and Ripken because just because of longevity at this point and there there's an argument there's absolutely an argument that you know they they both have one championship so the one thing that could hang over Ovechkin was that he didn't win but like you know neither did Cal for the most of his career. But they both got one, so you know that that's relevant. I I I guess if you're if the context is it, we pretend like hockey is as important as baseball, you know, which it isn't, and we we can't. It's it's not. It doesn't matter the same way. But if we pretended that, then yeah, I think there would be an argument that he he was a greater overall player in his sport than Cal Ripken was. And you know, it's. So I don't think I, I don't, I mean, think, I don't be, think there's a question about it. Yeah, I don't think there's be saying anything. But I mean, I what are we doing? Only people in DC, like people in DC, really love the Orioles still to this day. There's a handful of people in Baltimore that love the Capitals. I get that. You're, it's, it's such a small group that compares these two things. Whereas the rest of us sit back and say, who cares? What is that? What is the connection other than they wear, wear the same number? It's a lot of guys that wore eight in sports over the years. What are you doing? Is that what you came with today? Is that what you prepared for no, today's show? No, you're the one that brought it up. You said grade eights. I'm doing a read, pal. I don't come to your house and chew gum. I, I, I'm just commenting on your read. It's not uh, my fault you messed it up. I didn't mess it up. In what way did I mess it up? All right, let's get it over with. Uh, what 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 point Where? were what point were you trying to make when you were doing your goofy bit about Manny Machado the other day? 
Oh, what point was I trying to make? Yeah, I, I, the, just that. Um, no matter what, you know, I started off by saying, I'm trying to remember the tweet. I started off by saying everything he does gets blown out of proportion. And in some ways he's brought that on himself, right? Like every, all of these things that he's done along the way, stepping on the dude at first base, you know, the, the little things that he's done. And I'm not really counting. I thought the Pedroia thing was. Well, the Pedroia thing was definitely, but there are things, as I've said before, there, there, it's indefensible when he threw the bat. There will never be a defense of that in a million years. It's, right. it was shameful. the guy's foot at first base it, kind of it, it, that's a little more gray area there's more there. gray area in there because it was so goofy that the guy where the, how the guy was trying to stand on first base and give him none of the bag like there's I, i'm not trying but to it, it, it looked intentional i i'm not i'm not even trying to tell you that it wasn't but that one that one to me isn't the there's no debate to me about the bat throw it, 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 there's no right. there's no gray area there it's right. awful it was one of the most right. awful things you could ever do Right. I was the guy that got beat up by everybody in Baltimore because I hated it when he charged the mound against the Royals. Everybody in town got pissed off at me. I hate that crap. I hate it. Just go try to win baseball games. This this machismo, right. mano a mano thing where I got to prove I'm a tougher guy than you, even though right. he might have been in the right between the two guys. Stop it. Go take your base. Play baseball. Stop doing the thing where everybody gets suspended, And I, but I need to prove what a tough guy I am. I got killed by everybody in town because I beat him up over that. I didn't – you're Manny Machado. You should be bigger than guy that charges the mound. That, I didn't like it then. This is none of those things. Yeah, I would, I, I would classify this as the, one of the lesser – like I always thought the Pedroia thing was blown out of proportion. I don't think he was trying to hurt the dude. he's always been, and I think this the other day, that's why I said he looked like a fawn trying to learn how to run. I think he's always been an awkward-looking runner. It's one of the reasons why he got hurt the second time, I guess. Or was it the first time? Whatever year it was in Tampa Bay when he got hurt. Was that the first time? I don't remember. But he's he's always been – Or out of the box. uh, It's funny, right? For as athletic as he is – He's bow like kind of things in baseball. He looks unathletic at times. His knees. And he's always been an awkward runner. Always. I mean, going back to well, that, I, when he I, I don't first disagree. joined the team. I don't disagree with the fact that he's an yeah. awkward runner. But so the, anything he does sort of kind of gets blown out of proportion. But, that's what I said right away. But again, because it's him, the optics of it never look good because it's him. If it was anybody else. It probably wouldn't be that big a deal. But this is but but the, this is the the it's part that weird. the part that I have. Tr- it's one thing if there's gray area. There's no gray area on this one. He did exactly what he was supposed to do, and deserves credit for being a guy that's getting paid three hundred million dollars. But is still instead of just standing there and giving up and allowing a team to turn a double play, decided he would prioritize helping the team ahead of his own goals and doing the thing you're supposed to do. And that's the part that's insane to me is that we're 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 desperate. We're looking for something to criticize Manny Machado about. This was exactly what you're supposed to do in this situation. I think there's a difference between being a dirty player and a reckless player. But this wasn't either of I those think, things. No, well, I, I I wouldn't say that this files into that, but he's a reckless kind of player. I, 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 I don't know if I would even debate that, but this is the problem. I'm, I'm okay. talking about well, this. Well, yeah. Put your lipstick away. Let me finish. I don't even know what that means. I don't even know if I'd agree. Yeah. You're, you're getting all player. worked up about nothing. But what does that have to do with lipstick? Tom Wilson, oh, to me. Fun. Don't worry. Thank you. I appreciate Tom that. Tom Wilson's a dirty player. 
I've said that okay. since the first day he got in the NHL. Okay. He's a dirty player. And the, the hockey word for it is goon. He's the, yeah, his problem is he's actually better than most players who are goons. His quality of hockey is a tip above most most goons in the league over the history of the league yeah, are dispensable guys. Right. You just don't need them, right? And then Ty Domi came along and he was sort of kind of a good player, but you know, maybe maybe a half a tick above a goon. And then the kid, the other kid that um, it was in Toronto that got into it with Ovechkin was a good player. Um, uh, I, the last name escapes me. First name was Witness. I, I don't know. You're asking me to help? <laughs> well, anyway. I, and so I think there's a difference between being a dirty player and a reckless player. To me, Machado's always looked reckless. Okay. I, and and that's why these things get blown up. But but this is where is the responsibility for the people that understand the sport of baseball to step in and say whatever my opinion might be about Manny Machado, it's irrelevant to discussing this topic. This is not only not dirty and not reckless; it's literally to the T what a baseball player is supposed to do in this situation. And the guy in this instance was trying so hard to not hurt someone that he swung his legs out wide and made it look weird to make sure he didn't spike the kid. It's unreal how textbook this, this should be hung in a goddamn museum for what baseball players are supposed to do in this situation. You know what's, what's more unreal is how much in love you are. No, with that's this is what you do when you I'm not in love with him. And as I just said, I hated him charging the mound. I hated him throwing the bat. I want to talk okay. about the merit of the argument, which you don't want to do. I don't have any argument. I don't care. I couldn't care less. So then what is your what is the issue with what why can't we say, holy crap, what a great baseball play Manny Machado made, and why aren't we holding it up for other baseball players to learn from it? I think it was a great baseball play. Let's talk about the PGA Championship. Well, you're going to ask me who I think is going to win? Oh, by the way, um, you and your uh, cohort there, Kevin, owe uh, the kid here a little nod of um, a, of uh, a little ovation what? for Saturday. What did Ethan do? I was going to say, what, what, yeah. <laughs> what happened? The kid here with the Rombauer pick. Would you pick Rombauer? I did. Good for you. How much money did you make? Oh, I made some. All right. Well, that's. I'm not allowed to disclose it. It sounds like you had. You don't need anything from us. Yeah. It sounds in like you had. Joanne, a, in case Joanne's listening. Yeah. Uh, oh, you don't want her to know. It was two dollars across the board. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get you. We'll get you a nice hat at some point. All based on the jockey. What? What? You're in love with Flavian Pratt? I mean, I just, I just think there are. I just, I'm a, I, you know me. I don't. You just don't I like, like the, Mike Smith. I, I don't like correct. Yeah, Anybody all, but Mike Smith. That's all that is. But um, so you got lucky. Yeah, PGA Championship this week. All right. So yeah, are you gonna ask or not? I mean, I I, I don't oh. understand. We've been doing this for years. Hey, <laughs> I know you're gonna find this hard to believe. Yeah. That act has grown tiresome. Oh, you you're the guy oh. telling me that an act has grown tiresome. <laughs> you're telling me about an act that has grown tiresome. <laughs> you. <laughs> It, you got to come up. Hey, listen. Here's a tip from the top cuz I, you know, I'm older than tip you. Tip from the top. You ready? Yeah. You got to come up with some new material. Oh yeah. All right. I'll tell you what. You 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 ask and we'll see what happens. <laughs> Who you like this week? I got to go with Chi-Chi. I just think it's his yeah. time. <laughs> it's not even funny anymore. Just you should have said Tiger. 
No. Tiger would no, be funny. No, no, it no, it wouldn't. It's tragic, kind of. Uh, it's sad. I'm actually. going with John Rom. Hey, you know the NBA might be on to something, by the way. With what? By accident. How? This, this playoff thing is pretty cool. It sucked. What are you talking about? It was no. terrible. Yeah, there's been no it's pretty cool. competitive game How? yet. Like LeBron and Steph playing tonight for their. But that's the really thing. We're talking about the, in theory, the hypothetical yeah. matchup. Yeah, they got they got they got lucked into one game. It's gonna be on at ten o'clock tonight, and so right. you know it, it, it killed. They, they, their first night of it was god awful. I mean, it was yeah, horrendous. The kid, from, um, the kid from College of Charleston wound up playing a little bit for Charlotte at the end of the <laughs> So there's that. <laughs> so, I mean, that's how interested I am. <laughs> why are you interested? What I don't get this at all. Did you bet on it last night? Like, why do you care? A little bit. Okay. That's the only reason why that makes sense. Those rat fink wizards losing by 15 or whatever. Reason that makes sense. So you're, you're, you're going with John Rahm down at uh, Kiwa this week. The Spaniard, by way of Arizona State, by the way. Correct. Right. I know. Going with John Rahm, a new father. You know how that goes. Things things uh, turn around your life when uh, these kids come along. Do they? One of two ways. Yeah. <laughs> For the most part, all I know is you don't sleep ever, Yeah, right. <laughs> you never sleep. Well, mine's going to high school next year, believe it or not. So, are, are, like, okay, at what point did you were you able to start sleeping again? Um, You sleep. You start sleeping again at when they're both eight. At the same time? No, no. I mean, I would once, say once the, the, the youngest right, yeah. have, the has youngest. gotten to eight. Now, six and three or five. Yeah, I'm at six and three. Correct. Six and three. You're five years. you're close. Five years. You're close. You'll you know <laughs> cool. two two more summers maybe. Really? That's wait, different wait, than what yeah. you just said. Wait, really? Drastically different than yeah. what you just said. I don't know. When when the first one gets to eight, the other one by just by by nature, proxy. There's a lot of that. There's a, gets a little bit more mature because the eight-year-old's like, leave me alone. Yeah, there is and, a there. It's crazy to me. I sometimes have to stop and remind myself that Sam's only three because I do like, like this is where we are now as a, as a as a program. You're gonna have to come meet us there. We're not doing right. this anymore. He said to me the other day, we we were still we're still unpacking, and we were looking at this. Um, Didn't you move like a <laughs> year ago? <laughs> no, Bob. January. We um we unpacked by accident this old blow-up gold that we used to use in the living room for soccer and ethan's and ethan's like remember the time you hit me in the face with the ball wait like when did that happen i'm like no he's like yeah remember was it a kevin pilar situation (laughs) you hand out the lineup card it was a a beach ball that we used to use as a soccer ball, and I had him in the face with it. Right. And, like, he still remembers that. That's funny. Hey, Ethan, what kind of dad did you have? Well, let me tell you. Yeah, he kicked me <laughs> in the face with a ball. That's what I remember. When I was three, he hit me in the face with a ball. Oh, there's, it's, it is funny the things that the kids remember. Like, they constantly, they, they were, we went hiking one day, and I did not realize, because it was one of those days where it had warmed up on the ground, but up higher on the elevation, there was still ice everywhere. Everywhere. So we went hiking, got into all this ice, and we were already up. We were like, we got to finish. We can't bail now. And then I didn't realize just how treacherous it was going to be coming back down. Yeah, that's how that so works. So I taught them an important lesson, which is if you're going to fall, fall on your butt, right? Like, that's, that's how you fall. And that, that phrase gets used very frequently. Fall on your butt? Oh, right. Fall on right, your right. butt very frequently. The other problem we're having right now is the uh, peeing outside thing. Which oh, okay. is, As in too much or not enough? Oh, no, no, no. I, trust me, I'm in favor. But, like, it's such a part of my life. It, for, for those that don't know, we live largely in the middle of nowhere. So 
I have basically free reign of of a of an area where I can choose to use the outdoor facilities. Well, you mentioned the other day to me, um, you and Margaret went out that one night. Well, never it's mind. A different, that was a different, I told you that in confidence, and I feel as though you have really let me down in passing. Okay. Um, no, so, like, we'll go play putt-putt on a Sunday, and all of a sudden I'll turn, I'll be like, where is Sam? And he's just peeing in the middle of the putt-putt course. Which in just the middle is not right, okay. Not, but if you, yeah, if you walk away, right. like, you know, not so bad. And it's different, say, like up in Churchville than it is out in Moncton where yeah, yeah, yeah. nobody's there and there is grass between the holes and it's not, you know. And I do just, think in an official tournament they would uh, disqualify the participants. I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I, Myrtle I, I, Beach, I think they're Drew, a little stricter Drew, than Drew, that. You Drew, know? you've peed on golf courses a lot over yeah, the yeah. years. There's a, there's a lot of... Um, Varieties of the rules depending on putt putt and regular golf. Right, so yeah, I imagine there's a, little a bit, bit of a difference. So the problem we're having now is apparently like one day they were outside on the playground at school, Ooh. and Sam just walked away. They don't away. even need grass. Just, just no, oh, no. He's totally comfortable peeing outside wherever. And I imagine he's right there. he's He'll like jail by the time he's nineteen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not a great start. <laughs> not yeah. a great start. <laughs> like that. It, so that one, I admit, that's for, that's me. Like they got that from me. That's I, on you, I admit yeah. that. They also say fart a lot, like a lot. Okay. They say it any. That's not. That's a passable f word. Right. Oh, correct. It's definitely not as bad as other things I could say. But they say it. Right. In, in, they come up with any excuse to say it. Like the the somebody will say hi. What's your name? They'll be like I'm Farty McFart Pants. Right. Which. Oh, okay. I mean. Clever, like on the on the comedy level, it's like a solid four. I mean, Adam, at their age, it's better. It's, by the way, it it made a career for Adam Sandler. Let's make that very clear. So, like, he not, mixed in some other poop stuff eh, too. Though. Every now and then. Yeah. Um. But but it's getting uncomfortable. People are saying to my wife, "Hey, you should probably hey curtail." Right. It happens a lot. You might want to limit it. And I sometimes I'm like, I they're they're three and six, right? Like. And they didn't get that from me. I don't. I don't say fart a lot around the house. It's. I don't know where that came from. It came from another Friends, kid at school yeah. or something. So I don't know what that one's all about. But I'm getting that recently. Is that we gotta we gotta some we gotta be sharper when they say it. We have to be more direct in not okay, and there will be punishment. You were saying that you were a little worried how often they keep repeating the entire song "Forgot About Dre." Yeah. Well, no, I'm not that worried about it. I'm actually cool. <laughs> They're good at censoring themselves when they need to. That that happens. Drew Forrester's with us uh, from DrewsMorningDish.com. It is a Wednesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Um, I know you wrote about the Larusa thing today. I, there's not a whole lot more for me to say about it other than this is exactly Great hire, guys. Yeah, this is exactly what they were going to get when they hired Tony Larusa in 2021. It's I, I think they have to fire him, but I I guess they won't, and I assume that means we're going to be able to watch like a live mutiny over the course of the season between White Sox players that are just outright ignoring their manager and don't care about it and will probably say things in the media. Like I, This sets up to be a fascinating baseball experiment between players that clearly are not going to respect their manager for the rest of the season. Well, I mean, what's interesting is, and you just sort of touched on it, is they – they might be, it may be, I, I guess there have been other teams that have done this. Maybe the Nationals might even be the most recent one. But I, I don't think you can win in baseball in spite of your manager. I, I, and maybe I'm saying that because I'm a coach and I do believe the coaches matter. Right. But they might be the first team to win and despite their manager. Like, he, he's so 
Now, this thing the other night, his kid's an idiot, but this is the smallest thing that not knowing the rule the other two weeks ago when he didn't know the double switch rule, I like mean, he's so out of it. And I, you know, whether or not he was right to call his kid clueless in the newspaper, I mean, you could have addressed that privately. Well, he's, he's, but there, we don't need to say there, he was definitely there, wrong to do that. You don't do that. I, I guess. Do. But look, here's the deal. Everybody knows it was wrong. I disagree. No, that's not an everybody knows it's wrong thing either. I mean, like, there are people that have that opinion, but it's not an everybody knows it was wrong. Okay, there's no baseball manager. I guess I mean baseball. I'm not talking about nitwits like you and I. There is no baseball manager who would be okay with that. Oh. None. No baseball manager. There is no baseball manager whose team is losing 15-4 to would be okay with you hitting a home run off them. Come on, man. In the ninth inning, that, that's, that, uh, no then, one's okay with then, that. Then we need to call that out and you get it. You, oh, then, I would now. Here's the deal. I would almost say in the same. I, I I would almost say, and I'm surprised they haven't done this already with how m- micromanaging they are with regard to innings pitched and safety of the players and all that other stuff. I'm a little surprised they still in 2021 they still allow these games to go on at 15 to 4. No, if if you want to if you want to do this, then you just quit. Just say we're done. We're done for the night. Correct. Yeah. There should be there should be a time. Make it up. I don't care. You could just say the ninth inning, but right. there should be a time when you just say the the visiting team or the home. You know the the well, any team trailing by more than ten runs at the expiration of the blank inning has the option of saying we're done for today. No, I mean, I, 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 I wouldn't I have a problem with it. It won't happen because of advertising inventory, right? Like, that's right. that's I'm the reason it won't TV, happen. That's what you mean. Right. right, correct. But look, here's the deal. The fans, there were 600 people left in the stadium the other night. Correct. It isn't even about the fans, right? They, they're they already gone. They've left already. It's yes. 15 to 4. And everybody's tuned out. Nobody's, right. wa- nobody's watching the Orioles get drubbed by the Rays in the, ninth, in right. the eighth inning last night. Right. Like that's, so I would be, I, I think in some ways, especially given how much they've been on about the, the innings and, you know, just in general, all, all of the stuff about the safety and health of the players. Why would you keep playing? I, it, you know, I, I, don't, I don't have that. I mean, we, we, okay, I mean again. this is why, look, right. 20 years ago, here's the deal, right? You know, this is how much things have changed. 20 years ago, a field player never pitched. Correct. Right? They just didn't. And that's because, A, they, 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 there was – I don't even want to call it integrity because I think that's the wrong word. No. There was Starters a, pitch deeper. Yeah, it, it also had a lot to do with they didn't feel the same way about the innings thing. Like the right, innings thing was not there as. Was a, there was a deeper sort of appreciation for the for the sanctity of the game. And, I, and I'm not judging. I'm not saying today's wrong. I'm just saying 20 years ago, you took your lumps like a man. Or there was and you a. Got beat 18 to or four, there was a lower. And you stretched out your bullpen. That's your fault. I don't now, know. Now they don't do it that way, and now they say we're we're okay. We don't care if we lose eighteen to four. What we're not going to do is ruin our bullpen for the next six games. Right. Yeah, um, and and there's a there's some logic to that. It's smarter. Yes, it's definitely yeah. smarter. There's no but doubt about that. Things have changed. Twenty years ago, you would have never quit. You just didn't. You you said as a manager, I'm not letting them get to thirteen. Months. I'll bring I'll bring Smith in, Jones right. in, Jones in. They ain't getting the thirteen. Now you don't care if they get to twenty, so so why wouldn't they just say at this point, like guys, let's just all be honest with each other. 
when when it's a, when you're down by ten, you've already quit. Yes. Why not just quit? Yes. Now I, I keep doing this. I I think that there it would be very difficult to get a manager to just outright admit like I'm going to quit. I I still think it'd be a difficult thing to get people to do and agree to participate in because there's still that point zero zero one percent chance that you've got a twelve run inning in you, and if your team is actually trying in general, like as a franchise. Not not giving you yourself those. I just don't think teams would take the option. But the, the there's got to oh, be some. I don't know about that. I think you're wrong there. I think I, I, I think in the middle of June when you're on the I hear you trip and you're losing eleven to two in the bottom of the eighth. I think you would just say we'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, I mean maybe maybe once teams start doing, it, everybody else is easier for them to fall in line. I think it's tough to be the first one that takes. And I the also option. think it, but, well, and I also think what matters is. Where you are in the course of your season, correct? Where yes. you are in the right. course of that month, right? Where you are as it relates to what you've got coming up. Maybe it's a Saturday game, and you've got a doubleheader on Monday for some well, reason. Yes, it makes it way but, easier. You know, there's no yeah. doubt. There's no doubt. I, here's the problem: until that happens, and I don't think it's going to happen because we just talked about advertising. I, I, this this thing where we try to make it seem like it's. Do you want guys to stand up there and just keep taking walks? Is that what these opposing managers want? is just have guys take walks and have the game never end. You want these guys to swing. Because if they swing, they might be flying out to center field to get the game over quicker with. I, I, this is insane, this notion that there's a problem with swinging in these situations. The problem is the idea that just standing up there and letting a, a, a dude throwing the ball 40 miles an hour walk six guys to keep the game going on forever. That's nuts. It's it's bad as insane that the problem would be that a dude swung. That's crazy. I don't think any manager would agree with you. I, okay, then we'll just have the games go on forever then, and you can have a walk after walk after walk after walk after walk. I don't. No manager. I, I think you're speaking about that as a monolith and not realizing that that managers have evolved. I I, I think there is more new school there. I don't there. think there's a manager anywhere that would be okay with you swinging a three and zero pitch when it's fifteen to four. I, I mean, I. I don't think I'm, there's a manager I, in, the, in the league that would be okay with that. I I, I think that you are speaking from a place. Younger, I, I think like this guy who got up there and swung at it and hit it in the park. I think the younger this is all this really is is it's a generational, whatever you know. It's a it, it's a it's it's the same thing. It is and it isn't the same thing as the stealing of the base thing because I tend to say in that case, and it, the old school guys are going to say if you're winning ten to two, you don't steal, right? That's what they're going to say. And the, the the younger guys are going to say, well, hold me on the base. Right. We're going to play baseball. This isn't hard. We're going to go play baseball for as long as we're playing baseball. But, if, but in this case, but that's where it's different. You're not playing baseball you, when the center fielder is pitching. It's the same thing. No, it, it's not. It is. It's not. If no. you guys are agreeing, if you guys are agreeing that you're going to go up and not swing, if you want to create that scenario. Well, where, that's why I say end it. That, Just end the game. It's a different. We, we don't have that until that comes. The notion that one team has to stop trying while the other team is going to try is insanity. Well, I'm not sure they're trying either. And the, I guess that's when they the go to the plate, are they going to swing the bat? Well, that's the thing. If if in the bottom of the ninth inning, Minnesota was just going to go up there and and go and get out in two minutes and twenty seconds. That's that's the outlier that you don't if, really know. Again, if you want the if managers to have an agreement, hey, we can't end the game because baseball says we're not allowed to just end the game on our own. But what we're going to do is we're all going to agree that we're not going to swing the bat the rest of the night. If you want to have some 
thing that exists that way by all means. What you do at the end of the NFL game, the NFL game can either be 60 minutes or it can be 58 minutes and 40 seconds, right? And in the last minute 20, we're going to take a knee and, and the, and the unwritten rule is you're not going to put your foot up my center and quarterback's rear end. Right. And so we've seen that when that happens, some people take yeah, umbrage. T- typically, it becomes a problem. Although, oftentimes right. in that situation, it's defended. Hey, there's still a guy trying to win a football game. You know, right. what are you doing? Getting mad. But, and, but that is the agreement, right? The the visit. The, right. Whether it's or not a, they actually exchange any kind of a signal. When you take a knee at the end of the game, you have effectively said to the other team, "We're no longer." But but it's this simple. If if you're if what you're saying is moving forward, if I put a pitch a position player into pitch, what I'm telling you is we're not going to try any longer. That that's the new agreement that exists throughout baseball. We're not going to try. We won't swing when we go up to the plate. We'll just you you know as long as your guy throws three strikes, we'll take them and we'll get this game over with. We can't end it because baseball says we can't. But we're going to make that agreement. That's fine. The notion of one team has to stop trying, but the other team doesn't is insane. Yeah, I would it agree. Will eternally general, would be ag- insane. I would agree with that. That I, th- I that statement there, I would agree with. All right, let's 100%. let's. You know, let's I can't believe we're doing this, so let's just move on because we're not. We've got to do it a place where we're agreeing. I, I would agree with. I, I, I know that's why I want to move on because we're agreeing. I just want to accept, accept it. We. But the kid was wrong for swinging. Oh yeah, day. here we go. Now we're back to that. All right. Uh, would you rather Wednesdays brought to you by Glory Days Grill? Uh, you. I, this is a crazy story. You're gonna get the witness this season. You're gonna go to three games. Have you ever seen a no hitter in person? I have. Not okay. You're gonna w- get to witness three of them this season live. Oh, I must be a Mariners fan. Live and in person. That's it's weird how that came about. Live and in person, you get to witness three of them. But all three of them are no hitters thrown against your team. Okay. Or you go your entire life without seeing a single no hitter. Oh, I'm fine with watching my team get no hit three times. Okay. Really? Oh sure. Three times. No, I feel like I feel like one time I'd say that was cool. I got to see that. I feel like at some point it becomes a real indignity. Like it becomes a really yeah. No, I think I'd still rather have it also three times. It doesn't change that each time is its own tense like experience. Even if you're not rooting for it, right? At a certain point, you get through seven, and the guy has allowed no hits. I'm not saying if the Orioles were trying this year and it was a matter of them like trying to get these games and make the playoffs. I, again, I that's why the first one wouldn't remotely bother me. The first one wouldn't bother me in any way. I'm going to three games. And again, I don't go to every game. Sure. So these are the games that I'm going to three times. And each time I have to sit and watch my team be embarrassed. The Mariners are setting themselves up to be a special kind of joke. It's one thing to be bad. It's another thing to be a team that is literally going through. We, we think about 30-3 to three still to this day. We haven't forgotten mm-hmm. about that. It's an indignity that is separated yeah. from just being a bad baseball team and losing games. I would still rather see the the, pit, the performances, probably. I don't know. I don't know. We'll talk about that more. Uh, what's 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 going on? What's at uh, DrewsMorningDish.com? PGA Championship, baby. I'm oh, excited. Sure. It's a big deal. At It's a Hooded Foreign. It's the second, there's only four majors. I'm aware. It's the second one. You're absolutely right about that. And 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 as long as Jordan Spieth is playing on Sunday and, and matters, people will actually care. Otherwise, I don't know who, other than you, who's going to care. I don't know what the storyline is that will have uh, the average person invested on Sunday at uh, out at Kiwa. No caps, baby. Sure. If you say so. All right, buddy. We'll yeah. talk to you. We'll talk to you next week. All right, boys. 
Drew Forrester, DrewsMorningDish.com, checking with us in GCR. Uh, we don't have to take a break here. We can push it to the other side of uh, this conversation. Um, responses for uh, number two, would you rather? Oh, I forgot. I wanted to do it with Drew. Damn it. Oh, I'm sorry. Nick Kelly sent me this amazing Would You Rather Wednesday question, and I wanted to do it with Drew so he could hear my answer to it. Remind me, I got to get to that before the show ends. Uh, responses for number two, or number three, it is actually, which is the no hitter question for Would You Rather Wednesday from uh, Paul Novi Lando. I can live without seeing a no hitter thrown against my team. Uh, I've already suffered through 0-21, the dark years of the early 2000s, the Rangers scoring 30 runs in a game, and now another rebuild. It's enough for me of watching my team getting dunked on. Meanwhile, Nick Kelly lines up with you guys. I think I'm so numb to worrying about how this year's Orioles team is perceived down the road, so I'm fine seeing the three no-hitters. Continue to get me your responses to that one and all of our Would You Rather Wednesday questions brought to you by Glory Days Grill. Let's talk a little bit more about uh, some of the things that have been happening in baseball this week. Our next guest, of course, an Orioles Hall of Famer, now at the Baseball Warehouse, where he can help you, your kid, become a better baseball player. And a man who once was managed by Tony La Russa, who's been in the headlines of late. He is, of course, our friend, Mr. Mike Bordick, and he joins us now here on GCR. Mike, it's Glenn and Kyle. It's always great to chat with you, my friend. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Um, all right. So, tell can you just tell me about your what what was like for you being with Tony Larusa? Like, he's a guy who's kind of become known as like a curmudgeon over the years, and I don't know if that's just what happens to all of us when we get old. We're all going to be known as curmudgeons. But <laughs> at at a, at a at a few years back, not to date you, but a few years back, you were with a younger Tony Larusa. What was your experience like with him? Well, I had I really had a great experience under Larusa, and, and uh, I, I think he he liked me because I was, uh, you know, coachable. He he used me in ways to both benefit the team and myself. I wasn't much of an offensive player, and uh, he just put me in positions to succeed. And I think, you know, a lot of uh, of the best managers, you know, have that knack when they structure a lineup or when they decide on pitchers changes and stuff like that so you know he gave me an opportunity he uh made it clear right out of the gate he wanted me there to catch the ball anything else was going to be gravy and it really helped me kind of settle in um i loved his intensity as a you know a great strategist of the game i I think he was always ahead of every other manager and his confidence i think definitely rubbed off on the players. I mean, there was an air about the Oakland A's for sure in the late 80s and early 90s. And I know there were a ton of superstars and uh but I think they they in many ways followed Tony's lead because he really had a lot of control over everything that really happened in the game. So when you heard that at 76 he was coming back to baseball to manage the Chicago White Sox. What what did you think about, you know, knowing everything you know about Tony, but knowing about how the game has changed, things along those lines? What what was your expectation for how this would work with Tony La Russa coming back to baseball? Well, I was excited as heck. I, I feel like to, to some degree they're trying to, you know, phase out some of the great baseball minds. And I don't care if you're playing, you know, 1890 or you're playing in 1940, or 2021. I mean, baseball is still 
the you know the heart and soul of the game is embedded in hard work it's embedded in run scoring uh there's a lot of strategy involved you know and and I think Tony just appreciates that and is able to continue to carry it to some of the modern day players now I don't think Tony LaRusso has any problem with the modern day game I, I think he appreciates flair he appreciates you know those exciting moments. I mean, he had some of the biggest cutting edge superstars in the game at the time with Jose Canseco mm-hmm. and Mark McGuire, you know, and Walt Weiss. And, and he somehow had to manage that and get them all pointed in the right direction. And, you know, and, and I, I think he had the right players to do that. And I think that was his hope is his hope, you know, going into, uh, Chicago that he was able to get a good nucleus of the veteran players that had been there get them to believe that they can be great leaders and believe in what Tony LaRusso was you know the message he was sending so uh you know I still expect them to be a a strong team I don't expect them to abandon Tony LaRusso. Mike Bordick is with us here on GCR it's interesting you say that Mike right because I how, how does this work when – whatever the opinion is about the guy swinging in a 3-0 count the other night, Mercedes, and hitting the home run in a 10-run game, whatever the opinion is, it seems like the bigger issue is Tony Larusa undressing one of his guys publicly. And his players – you know, other players on social media were seeing a rush into his defense. How does that work within a team, and can that – be overcome if if players say nah that's not okay you, you know, whatever your opinion is you don't do that you don't you don't do that to a guy in 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 publicly that doesn't happen can you overcome that as a group of players <laughs> it doesn't happen in public my god this is ridiculous man with twitter and facebook everything's in public you know what i commend la Russa for taking the freaking lead on this are you kidding me So it's not wishy-washy. He's the leader of that team. Let's go. So take the lead. This is what he expects. This is what they expected when they hired him. You know, this is about building great character and great players. This guy's a rookie. He's a young player. Should he, I think he should have had a better feel. Am I disappointed that there's a position player pitching? Absolutely. It is ridiculous. You know, the 3-0 swing, whatever. I, I believe that if a position player is pitching, that's mercy. So change the rule and end the game if you have to bring a position player in. It's ridiculous. You're talking about risking injury? Oh, it's, right. <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm with you on that. It's way more of a risk yeah, of injury well, to bring a position player. I'm sorry I just got off on a little tangent. No, no, no. It's I'm really I, frustrating. I'm okay with that. I don't. And by the way, we were just talking about that a minute ago. I'm, I'm totally fine with baseball saying if we're going to get to this point – Let's just have an agreement that the manager can say we're done. Like we're not, we're not, we're not trying anymore. We're giving up, and yeah, we're, we'll come absolutely. back and we'll play tomorrow. I'd, I'd wildly be in favor of that coming to baseball. I, I, I'm good. With, I don't think it will, but I think it's something that should be discussed more. Absolutely. I mean, where's the freaking talk about putting? They've changed the game with these rules about not taking guys out at second base, not being able to run over a catcher the real part of a game, the integrity of baseball, protecting and preserving runs, and yet they're going to run a position player out on the mound? That does not make sense to me at all. I mean, that is ridiculous. 
And if I was a position player, I man, oh man, I know there's a problem there, but but but, but Mike, well, should it be com- should it be combined with a team giving up when that like I, I get it that you could say, hey, essentially the team that's running the position player out there is giving up, but they're they're not. When they come to bat later that inning, they're going to swing and they're going to try to score runs. And in the bizarro world scenario where they score ten, you know, like they're they're going to keep trying. I, I am fascinated by the idea of one team has to stop trying, but the other one doesn't, even when we say, hey, they're kind of not trying because they're putting a position player out there to pitch. Yeah, but they're, they're still going to swing for hits when they come to the bat later on that inning. Uh, you got to change that then, because as soon as you put a position player in the game, it's completely changed. The integrity's gone. It's a joke. The other team is waving the white flag, and through sportsmanship, the opposition should bear down too. Uh, you know, give in. I'm not saying give up at bat, but God dang, 3-0 when you're up by 10, let's go. Play the game right. Just take your walk. Don't embarrass anybody, even though it's embarrassing to the game that they got a position player in there. But it's about, let's go, sportsmanship? Is that gone? I, is there any... Does anybody believe in that anymore? Mike, is, is it possible there's room for both, right? Like, is it possible that... I, I'm going to add... Is it sport? Yeah, get more pitchers. Well, have them in sure. the wings sure. so that, that would... you don't have to put position players in. Then guys I, will take every at-bat the way they're supposed to. I, I, I hear you on that. I guess what I would say is if, if you've got a position player in there pitching, is standing up there and taking walks, is having everyone just take pitches and walk and keep the game going on forever, is that is that really a better option than having guys go up there and swing and, and maybe getting the thing over with quicker? Hey, I don't, I don't mind. There you go. It's up to the manager. Does he put the sign on? Does it, how does a player feel about it? You know what I mean? I mean, God dang. Uh, yeah, I just, I just don't think. No, guys are going to compete. You still got to play, but you don't stretch a freaking, you know, triple. Or you don't take an extra bit. You don't steal. That's, that's pushing the envelope. Let's go. They've given up. That's why I think the rules got to be changed. And, and when a position player goes in, the game is over. Or... You have pitchers in the frickin' stockpile. And you, I don't know so how you could get punished, but, you know, if you have to use more pitchers, because it's unfair that you're, you're, protect, you're, you're protecting your pitchers right. now right. so that they can play tomorrow, which I think is unfair. And you're willing to hurt your own position players. So, Ridiculous. So somebody, somebody in Baltimore would probably say, hey, we remember a day that Chris Davis had to pitch and ended up working out uh, okay for the Orioles. But I, I get what like in, in th- what your theory is, you create the rule that we're, we're, you will not be allowed to use a position player to pitch. If you get to that point, the option will instead be we don't want to put any more pitchers in this game, so we're just done. And we're the, we're, we're, the gonna, we're calling it. 18th inning is maybe a different story where you've, like, if you've exhausted. You literally don't have another pitcher right, to go yeah. to at that point, something like that. You're, th- but th- what you're saying is if you get to a point in a game as a team where you've decided you don't want to put another pitcher into the game, then the, what you should be doing, what we should be agreeing to as a sport is to say, game over then. We're not, we're, we're just calling it wherever we are in the course of the game. Well, listen, there are a lot of different ways to skin a cat, you know. And, and I think they could adjust, they could do things, whatever. Um, to somehow, I, I, just, I just think it's hypocrisy to, to set up rules to protect players and then put players that aren't pitchers on the mound. I don't know if anybody realizes how dangerous that is for somebody that's oh, not sure, used to right. pitching off a mound. It's right. ridiculous. Right. The, you know, the... and now it just seems more commonplace. 
putting these players at, at more risk. Didn't Canseco yeah, hurt himself? I just think rules can be adjusted in that regard. If they're really uh, caring about protecting players, then then you got to do something. It, it seems like they're they're not afraid to come up with new rules. So let's go, right? Didn't by the way, didn't Canseco hurt himself pitching in Texas at one point? Didn't yeah 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 didn't I mean, that, it was either I, Texas or Boston I think it was Boston maybe it was Boston all right I I I I I thought I remember him actually going into a game as a pitcher and actually hurting himself Mike Bordick's with us here on Glenn Clark Radio but Mike to, to to go back to what you're saying you you don't think this becomes a bigger mutiny between players and manager because Tony Larusa undressed his guy in a press conference well I I just don't I just think in that regard back in the day when. Everything stayed in-house. It, the rule was more if a player said something, you know, then, then you're fair game. Now, I don't know if there were any comments made by the player. I just think Tony Russo took charge of the situation before all of a sudden rumors started going out, which can potentially happen. So Tony's position as the manager is in place. And I, I would think players would say, okay, Skip, let's go. Let's go win a championship. Here we go. Now we know. You got it. Okay. I mean, I, I mean, yeah. Uh, look, it's it's interesting. I think a lot of people would say that, they, that this is how players have changed, right? That that once you start doing this, I'm not I'm not coming back to you, right? Like, it, that, that, am I going to be the next guy that you undress publicly at this point? That that that's that that. Well, he's a first. First of all, he's a first year player. Okay, and it's more of a learning situation. Okay, he's a great young player, and I don't know who knows what's going on in the in the clubhouse there. It, maybe it's a good teaching moment. Who knows? I, I just think Tony Russo wanted to take the lead in this and not let all sudden speculation and somebody say something in one tweet. Now, now he's there. He, he's got it. What What was the rule, and, Mike? About you know who who was allowed to swing through a take sign? Like what 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 are the rules for that within baseball? Like is it? You know, if you've been around for a certain amount of time, you're it's okay for you to go rogue. Like, what what are the general rules for for take signs and 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 who it's okay for? Well, them? take signs come from uh, the third base coach. It typically isn't up to the hitter, and and most generally, though, I, I think most hitters understand game situations. And if players just played the scoreboard, they'd understand when to swing and when not to swing. And it's pretty simple, you know. But if you can't read a scoreboard, then you watch your coach's signs. And if he gives you the take, you take. You know? So it's not that tough. Was that, was it? I mean, unless there just aren't any more, I mean, rules, you know. I mean, I know a lot of players are stepping in there and hacking, but still got to be some guidance. No, I, I meant more like in a, a generic situation. Like, you know, I. 3-0, let's say it's a closer game, right, a 3-0 count, right, and you, you see a, a take sign, but you get a certain pitch that you expect is coming. Were there guys that, like, there was there was a freedom to say, hey, we trust you, and if you make that decision, we're, we're, there, there's not going to be any repercussions for that, something along those lines? Well, I, I just think if, if a sign is given in a game, a close game, take or – no take. If you miss the sign, there's going to be some sort of repercussion okay. from the manager. Okay. All right. No matter who you, you know, I, I don't think it should be done out in the media in public. Right. I think it should be hey called into the office and right. and likewise by the player. I mean, I had a situation where I got the take sign. Now, granted, I'm not a a big bopper or anything like that, but this this kind of 
is really the true beauty of the game of baseball, okay? And I'm just going to use me as an example, but this probably happens to many, many players. Um, I was on a roll hitting. I, I felt really good for a stretch of time. I was seeing the ball very well. I was just consistently making solid contact. It was a tight part of the game, and it was still kind of early. I think it was like the fourth inning and a chance to really blow it open. And for some reason, I got a 2-0 take. And I took the pitch, and I don't know what I did. I, it probably got all in my head, and I probably ended up grounding out. Anyway, okay. after the game, I went into the office, and I said, why, why would you give me a 2-0 take? Do you not see how good I've been hitting? How right. good I feel? You know what I mean? He goes, oh, well, you know, sorry, I just, we needed you to get on base in that situation. I said, I could have won the game in that situation. You know what I mean? So there's a feel and a gut feel, and I think, I think La Russa has a good sense of that. And I don't care if he's 100 or if he's 60-year-old La Russa or 20-year-old La Russa. I just think he's got a nice, innate feel for people, baseball players in particular. Mike, did you happen to see the Manny Machado thing the other night? Uh, which one was that? The one where the, he, the, the, the second baseman was coming at him to try to tag him, and he decided to go down to try to avoid the tag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everybody, yeah. you know, the internet freaked out. Like, here's Manny Machado being yeah. dirty, and everybody else said, well, wait a second. It's exactly what a runner is supposed to do in that situation, right? It's... Yeah, I know. And see, there's the beauty of the social media, right? You're going to get a lot of people don't even know. They just all of a sudden assume that Manny's a dirty player. That's a great baseball play. Right. That, that, that's a great baseball play, and Buck Showalter taught Manny that. Yep. Back when he was with the Orioles. I mean, what do you want to do, run into an out? No, that's a legal baseball play. So use it to your advantage. He wasn't trying to hurt him. He wanted to disrupt a potential double play like the way the game's supposed to be played. And to the, to the point where he even swung his legs out wide to make sure he didn't cleat the guy. Like, it was, yeah. it was to me, it was remarkable. It was, I, and I appreciated uh, Jace Tingler the next day who said, that we, we've completely missed it here. What we should be talking about is how great it is that a guy cared about his team and not about himself and was willing to actually do the thing he's supposed to do instead of just standing there and saying, all right, go ahead, I'm making 300 million bucks. Go ahead and tag me. Why do I care about this? Yeah. Play the game. Yeah, That's man. the right way to play. This is Major League Baseball. This is hardball. That's the way it's supposed to be played. I miss guys get taken out. The art of sliding in and trying to break up a double play and the art of actually getting out of the way. I mean, there was a separator there. and Maybe there just isn't enough talent right now to handle that. Mike Bordick. Uh, can you tell everybody what you're doing with the baseball warehouse? Oh, man, I'm helping out with some lessons. I'm... Uh, Going to some towns, talking baseball to parents and, and kids, just having a really good time. Still trying to potentially start up a podcast with my uh, the nonprofit I'm involved with, the League of Dreams, nah. leagueofdreams.org. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, just staying involved in the game and, and and just trying to help teach kids, you know, the right way to play the game, the right way to work with the team, be a good sport. Just uh, well-rounded athletes, you know. At M Bordick on Twitter is how you follow him. Mike, I appreciate the passion, man. You know, whether what I, I appreciate the fact that you brought it today. <laughs> you, you were fired up, man. I appreciate that as always. Mike, thanks for taking right. the time for us. Let's talk again soon, all right? Sounds good. Thanks. All right, Mike Bordick joining us here on GCR. Today's show brought to you by your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com, where right now, 
Whether your focus is, and there's so many things that you might care about most in purchasing a vehicle. So whether it's luxury and comfort, or perhaps it's convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. I, look, Mike Bordick certainly knows baseball better than I do. Let's not, this is, this is I'm not going to do the thing, you remember yesterday I'm criticizing, everybody has a certain opinion. He knows the game better than I do. And I absolutely think there, there is room here for debate about what we should be doing in these situations. And I don't disagree with either he or Drew about an argument that what we should really be doing in this spot, when we get to the point of you're going to send the position player out the pitch, then just call the game off. Nothing good is going to happen. There's literally... Whatever you want to say about how fun or silly it might be in those circumstances, hey, maybe you'll get to see... David Wright strike out, you know, um, a, sure. a, a real baseball player. And once in a million, there's something neat that comes from it. More often, it's nothing but bad, right? More often, it, it leads to guys getting, guys getting their feelings I mean, it hurt. Should, it should be a if you've – you can only do it if you've exhausted all your pitchers, right? Like there should be a rule, I think, for that. Uh, m- maybe. And I understand that you're talking about a situation where you're potentially maybe, and that's the thing. I don't know and, that I, I don't know that I agree with that. I'm not talking about a starter or whatever. Like I, I don't know I, that I, I mean I by that. But like every bullpen, every reliever. I really, I really I don't, don't know that I agree with that. But I, I think that ultimately there's. But it's a tough spot. My my point being, everybody's gonna make an argument about why what they should do, but to this point, they're gonna keep playing baseball, mm-hmm. and this thing where. We're gonna keep playing baseball. You, you know, don't to get think to keep that playing just because baseball. You put a position player in that they're going to take it easy on you. Well, it's silly. It's, and I get you wouldn't put it in in a position where the game was close. And it, like, of course they're gonna swing if the game were close. No, they, but, right. Of course they're going to. I. It's so easy to just say, who cares? In what way does it impact your life if a guy swings on three zero and hits a, a home run? Well, Williams Estadio will no longer be considered a peerless mm, pitcher. Good point. There is that. In what way? This 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 butt hurt. La Tortuga, thing, by the way. We have. Oh, is that really what that's is? His nickname. I did not know that. Um, that that's the part that I'm. How fragile are we as people? How fragile are we that we get so offended by that? None of this matters. How is your life different? Because the final score of the baseball game was eighteen to four instead of fifteen to four. I've had to listen to these conversations now for the past two days on Twitter. I'm, I didn't mean you. I meant well, the guys. Not. I meant the guy, the, the Minnesota Twins. Oh, they've, they've the guys been that decided they needed to go throw at. They've been um, embarrassed. They were they were embarrassed. Yeah. Because at fifteen to four, it wasn't embarrassing. It was just a. What do you think you're going to hit a home run off our our catcher? Yeah, that's that that's where we draw the line. Everything up to now, that's just baseball. But now. Ah, of our third baseman slash catcher slash corner guy because he can kind of hit well. It speaks to you. Drew saying no manager in baseball would be okay with it. It speaks to what delicate snowflakes they are. If that's true, if that's true, you're you're very sad, pathetic people. There's something to be said for if it's all coming down to the judgment of the manager. Something is like a. It's hard for me to think that. There's there's a seeing eye to eye as far as players and managers in the in White Sox land, right? That's not crazy mm-hmm. to say. And that a call for a take from Tony La Russa 
might be received differently than a yeah, call from look, a take I, from Alex Cora. I don't know. I, I'm not I'm not willing to go there. Because I also I think it's totally possible that in this situation it's just a guy who said, I I see I'm seeing this forty seven mile an hour pitch and I know what's coming and I think I can pump it out. And so I'm going to. And it, I don't know that it matters if it's coming from anybody. I just don't. I genuinely don't know that it matters. And we haven't had anything that suggests that it does, so I'm I'm not going it's a it's a it's a broader topic. I think this is nuts and it's embarrassing for baseball. But the broader topic of so what do we do in these circumstances? It's very simple. If we've got to keep playing the games and this team isn't allowed to swing, then you aren't either. This this bit about one team has to stop trying, but the other one doesn't. You could say, well, they are stopping trying. They put a pitcher in the pitch. What are they going to do when they go to the plate? Are they agreeing that we're not going to hit? If there is some tacit agreement, if we get to that point. How about when a pitcher's in the pitch, everybody has to hit from the other side of the plate? We did. We deal with that in kickball, by the way. We'll do that like, well, we should kick left-footed now. Like, no. But why? And you can why? find the real switch hitters, you know? Like, if you care so, if you are so invested in this kickball game that you are butt hurt that someone is is kicking, I don't know that you should be playing kickball. Like, maybe do something else with your Thursday night. It, does it suck to get your ass kicked? Yeah, it sucks to get your ass kicked. But if you can't take that, then don't play. I don't. I mean, just don't care. It's not the end of the world. I get it. Somebody said, "Well, this is baseball. This is not Thursday night kickball. This is a, you know, a lot of money that's at stake." Yes, it's one game. It's one game. There's a lot of money at stake. Get a hold, of, and that's what right. that's what your Mercedes is thinking right. about in those moments. Get a hold of yourself. It's one effing game. It's irrelevant tomorrow. They play another one. And we don't want to deal with that. We just want to say, well, it's the way that it is. The older, well, that's the way it is. We don't do things that way. Well, why? The audacity of asking why. The audacity of dialing into your fragility as a human being that you feel like you're getting showed up. Not so much so that you're going to stop trying, but that they have to. Audacity of hope. It's a different, it's a different thing. It's a different thing. We've, we're, we've gone far past that. This, it's, it, it's, it's nonsensical. If you want to get together as, as managers and say, look, we're putting uh, this guy into pitch. He's not a pitcher. If you guys will stop swinging, we'll stop swinging. Just to get this thing. We get it. Baseball says we're not allowed to quit, but we're quitting. And, and the managers want to agree to something like that? I don't know. Players probably won't like it because I don't think anybody wants to add a strikeout to their their statistics for the day. I don't think that's something that they want to get on board with. So maybe just all the players agree to just play the game out because we're all baseball players. And we're big boys and we can handle it. Trevor Plouffe, by the way, said that he poked around with the Twins and the Twins didn't care. But yet they decided to throw it. I, I have no idea what that's all about. Trevor Plouffe, who would be plugged in, mm-hmm. would be able to talk to these guys, and who's now doing some media stuff, said, I reached out. I took the temperature of Twins players, and they all said they didn't get They didn't care. Now, you know, maybe one of them happened to, and that was the one guy that got into the ear of Duffy, or apparently there was some issue between this guy Duffy and Tim Anderson years ago. So a lot of people seem to think this is just really about this guy, like, wanting to be the guy to do it because he doesn't like Tim Anderson. That's possible also. It's it's totally plausible possible. But maybe 
The Twins are capable of being adults and saying, we don't give a crap. It's baseball. Guy swung, hit a home run. That's what we do. We, we play baseball for nine innings. We're all right. It's chicken. Yeah, I love chicken. <laughs> Would You Rather Wednesday, brought to you by Glory Days Grill. This question, God damn him. Nick Kelly, that son of a bitch. Um, that's tough. It's tough. Would you rather, Glenn, you have to take Rick from Reisterstown and Drew to every in-person event that you attend this summer? Or, no, you don't have to bring them, but instead, everywhere you will go, you have to announce to everyone at these events that you own a cat that's named after a murderer. <laughs> well, I know what I'll do. It's not that hard for me, Glenn. That's a that's a real problem, Kyle. That's <laughs> the confidence by which you just announce to people that you you need to seek help. No. You do. No. You need to seek help. No. You think it's okay. No. It's not okay, and it reflects really poorly. It's an orange cat. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you didn't name it. I didn't name it. Oh God, for F's sake, I'm not going. <laughs> Nick says I. I feel like the answer has to be Drew and Rick. Ah, uh, you are so wrong. I, uh, no, no. This is this is your. This is the, you have. There's something wrong with you. Hmm. That's the pro. The fact that that's your reaction proves how terribly deranged well, you might be. I'll even just say, God, I wouldn't want to go without Drew. If it was only Rick, I'd be less likely to consider that scenario. I, you, you think it's better because Drew's yeah. there? He'll at least be distracted. They'll distract each other for a little bit of time. And it's something... Oh, you don't, you don't know what you're talking about. With Drew you in a public no scenario? What, you have no clue what you're what saying. What is he about to be doing? It, it's worse. Drew is going to avoid you and leave you with Rick. Yeah. And then if, he, if, you, if you try to force it back in, he's going to make it worse for you. He's going to... Well then, I'll take the second one. You've already, you've already decided <laughs> that. It's, that. We get that. <laughs> God, Nick Kelly, you son of a bitch! You are a terrible human being. God, you're an awful person. Uh, I, I don't, I don't think I could do it. I actually have a soul, so I don't think I'm capable of walking around and telling people. That I have it. I mean, like, I, it's different. I guess you would also have to have the cat named after a murder. You, he goes by OJ. That, Kyle! <laughs> this is... Th let's just move on. It's just Would You Rather Wednesday brought to you by Glory Days Girl. Get me your responses. I don't remember what the other one was. The flight or the Chick-fil-A. Take the Chick-fil-A. Uh, we'll come back in. Today's show has also been... God, what is going on? Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. Glenn Clark Radio from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio. This is how you get a premium cup of coffee. Better and faster than the drip, drip, drip method. And way better than a large urn of lukewarm coffee made who knows when. At Royal Farms, our new Swiss-made coffee machines grind fresh premium beans on the spot and then brew them one cup at a time for the freshest, most flavorful cup of premium coffee you can buy. This is Royal Farms coffee. It's better because it's the freshest coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. 
C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401-9797 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. Glory Days Grill is celebrating their 25th anniversary this month, featuring their 12-ounce silver anniversary New York strip steak, the smoky thigh wings, a double bacon and cheddar burger, the strip steak sandwich, barbecue chicken bowl, and their silver anniversary turtle cheesecake. Toast to 25 more years with Glory Days Grill's silver anniversary IPA, brewed by Virginia-based brewery Devil's Backbone, and take home a commemorative glass. Celebrate by entering any of their three contests online, win a trip to Devil's Backbone Brewing Company, free wings, or lots of other great prizes. Enter online at glorydaysgrill.com slash 25th anniversary. The 25th anniversary menu is available through June 20th. Come in for great food, good sports, and family fun. For more than 100 years, Chesapeake Employers Insurance has been helping Maryland businesses keep their workers safe. With competitive pricing and an AM Best, A-minus financial strength rating, it's no surprise that Chesapeake Employers is Maryland's largest writer of workers' comp insurance. At the end of every workday, someone's waiting for your safe return. Connect with your agent or visit CEIWC.com. Hi, it's Glenn Clark for Window Nation. When it comes to cost and quality, Window Nation has you covered, saving you thousands more on your windows compared to national brands while providing the same, if not better, quality. Want detail? Window Nation measures each window three times to ensure proper fit, and after they install your new windows, they leave your home cleaner than it was before. Get 50% off every style window, plus put no money down, make no payments, and pay no interest for 24 months. 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. Window Nation, the perfect fit. The biggest pro wrestling stars today and all time all have one thing in common. You've heard them on Jobbing Out. Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. Thanks for having us, man. Appreciate it. Adam Cole. How are you guys doing today? Matt Riddle. Yeah, man. Thanks, man. The champ Drew McIntyre. Oh, thank you for having me. The great Ron Simmons. Damn. Keith Lee. Appreciate you guys having me, man. Bill Goldberg. My pleasure. Charlotte. Thank you so much for having me. Mick Foley is with us. This is the greatest name for a wrestling show I've ever heard. MJF. I'm glad you're happy I'm on this show because I'm freaking miserable. Le Champion. Chris Jericho. Le Champion. AJ, Aaron, Brandon, and Glenn are talking pro wrestling every week on Jobbing Out. Find it at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Tweet us at Glenn Clark Radio. 21st Century Talk Radio at GlennClarkRadio.com. All right, back in here on GCR as we wind down for a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of the program brought to you by Glory Days Grill. We're in the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio. Today's show, uh, you know, actually, no, just a reminder, Tucker Fest, June 27th. I, you got to be there. It's a Jerry's Toyota on Bel Air Road. It's going to be an amazing day. Yes, you can meet Justin Tucker, get your pictures, your autographs, and tickets are just 50 bucks, which is remarkable because it's Justin Tucker we're talking about. This is a biggie. But on top of that, it's a day-long free festival. 
You don't have if you if you say hey, I've already got the pictures and autographs of Justin Tucker. I maybe I don't know. That's cool. You can still come out and hang out and be a part of just a cool day with all of us getting back together, celebrating, hanging out, wearing your purple in the summer, being around other football fans. It's going to be an awesome day for all of those things. Dunk Tank, Jeremy Kahn, you want to dunk him, raise some money for the Brigance Brigade, which is an awesome thing to do. Live music all day. Joey Harkum, who's awesome. Dave T, remember Dave from Laughing Colors. Dave's incredible. Um, great music throughout the course of the day, plus live broadcast and cornhole tournament and food trucks and vendors. This is going to be an amazing day at Jerry's Toyota. Go right now to GreatEightsMemorabilia.com. It's the number eight, GreatEightsMemorabilia.com. Get your tickets and find out more information about that, all the other events they have coming up with Great Eights Memorabilia. I'd encourage you to do that right now. And now I'd encourage you to uh, listen in as we give you a tidbit of the day. Tidbit of the day is brought to you by KNS Automotive right here in Hamden for over 40 years. KNS has been restoring, repairing, and maintaining foreign and domestic vehicles with a focus on exceptional workmanship and quality customer service. Everything from something as simple as an oil change to major body work. They've got you covered at KNS 410-235-6660 or go to knsimports.com. That's K and S Automotive. Knsimports.com. Tidbit of the day. So let's talk a bit about some baseball before we get into the Orioles and John Means. Well, a little about the offensive discrepancies this season. Consider Atlanta, the Braves, rank first in baseball this season so far with 1.49 home runs per nine. Mm. Last okay. year, that would rank seventh. 11 teams currently in baseball have fewer than 1.4 home runs per nine this season. Only three did for last season. Okay. There are currently 20 teams with a below 100 WRC+. And the 235 average for baseball mm-hmm. is the lowest for a season since our friend Zach on the bat around. 1968. No, how about that? Uh, the Rays, of course, have not been having uh, quite as much trouble hitting the baseball of late. They enter tonight's game, which over the past three games since Brett Phillips had a walk-off hit for the Rays, they have combined for a whopping 37 hits, 30 runs. Yeah. Mm. John mm. Means, though, if yeah, anyone can stop he him. Hasn't, he hasn't allowed many recently. We think it's... By the way, he... I, I I know that nobody really cares about Matt Harvey getting their ass kicked. There's a little bit of a, you know, hey, well, it ruins any hope that you might have of getting anything for him in a trade. I mean this. You were never getting anything for Matt Harvey in a trade. I, I this, is, this is what we do when we don't want to talk about the guys that actually have value, and instead we want to say, hey, maybe we could trade away the trash. Nobody wanted to trade for Matt Harvey. It wasn't We've happening. We've had to have put together a full half season of good pitching. We, we wanted to think that because he was half decent, that that made him have trade value. It didn't. It didn't. No, at no point since he's arrived in Baltimore has Matt Harvey had any trade value. He would have had to have I'm pitched. Not, he would have had to pitch to a sub-four level for the first half of the season. And for, there was no world in which there was any way to think that was happening. Sure. There was never any Matt Harvey trade value. It wasn't a thing. We wanted to believe it because we want to 
feel better when we go to sleep at night. Matt Harvey was not going to be a trade asset for the Baltimore Orioles. Was there some world in which Matt Harvey was half decent and someone said, well, you know, if you're going to release him, you know, fine, we'll, we'll, we'll give you the guy that we've given up on. No, but maybe it stopped. Stop thinking that the, your trash can be traded. That The guys that you don't want to trade are the guys that have value to you, not the guys that nobody wanted and made it very clear they didn't want. Those aren't trade assets. John Means. Should I continue? By all means. Um, See what I did? Yeah, I did. Uh, where was I? John um, Means. Yeah, I'm aware. John Means has 53 strikeouts on the season. Uh, he would have needed to have 16 in his start that he was skipped over to be on this list. As there are one, two, three, four, five, six pitchers with at least 69 mm. strikeouts so far this year. Uh, Garrett Cole. He's one of them. You said there's six? Yes. Cole has 85. Jacob deGrom. No. Really? 65. <laughs> Bum. They say he's good. Uh, 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 Justin Bieber. Uh, 92. Really? The most, yep. Holy crap. Um, Max Scherzer. 68. Brandon Woodruff. Uh, 65. Um, Darvish. 69. Huh. How about Aaron Noller? Uh, 61. Uh, Gosman. 59. Ooh. Is there a Dodger on the list? There is. Urias. No. Bauer. 77. So I'm missing two? You are. Um, Glasnow. 85. Okay. Not Snell. No. Is there another Padre on the list? No. Is there a is there another Yankee? Nope. Is there a Red Sox? Nope. Is there a anybody in the AL East? Nope. AL Central? Nope. AL West? Nope. NL East? Nope. NL Central? Mm-hmm. It's a Cub. Mm-mm. It's a Red. Mm-mm. It's a Brewer. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I can name another pitcher besides Woodruff. <laughs> the pitches for the Brewers. They've got a good stuff. You say that. I just don't know that I can name them. Should I know who this person is? Uh, he wouldn't have been the f- next person I would have guessed for what it's worth. Uh, I really don't know that I know who the other Brewers pitchers are. Um, uh, um, I, 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 is Brett Anderson still there? No, I mean, maybe, but no, that's not who I'm looking for. I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to get it. Well, I was thinking Corbin Burns. Oh, yeah. I should have said Corbin. It's not Corbin Burns? It's not, no. Oh, man. That's a that's on me. I definitely know who Corbin Burns is. It is Freddie Peralta. Oh, I don't know. Who, who is Freddie Peralta? He's another starter. But, like, 
What? He's been around for a little while, a couple years now. If Came you up say in their so. system. It's I been know. a long time since the Orioles played against the Brewers. Why would I be watching Brewers baseball, man? All right, uh, the tidbit was also brought to you today by the Stan the Fan Variety Hour. Coming up tonight, Stan and Gary Steiner are going to catch up with Towson women's basketball coach Diane Richardson. Uh, that'll be available at facebook.com slash pressboxsports. If you missed it, uh, Stan and Ross chatted with Boog Powell earlier in the week. Click on the videos tab at facebook.com slash pressboxsports or at pressboxonline.com to find it there. Stan's shows, as always, brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 to get roof and siding repairs for just the cost of your home insurance deductible. 410-401-9797 or C3America.com for a free analysis. Tubular brought to you today by the print issue of PressBox, which is available right now at your neighborhood Royal Farms and at the hundreds of locations around town where you find PressBox. Or read it all, PressBoxOnline.com. John Means, we were just talking about him. He is on the cover. Here's what's coming up, totally tubular. Uh, Kyle's going to the game tonight. Uh, Orioles raise, try two. John Means indeed on the mound against Ryan Yarborough. Masson two for that. Masson and MLB Network and the rest of the country for Nationals Cubs, 730. MLB Network has White Sox Twins at one, Rockies Padres at four, and then locally Mets Braves at 730. NBCSN, Burnley and Liverpool at 310. Game three for the Capitals and Bruins at 6.30. It's also on NBC Sports Washington. And then game one for the Oilers and Jets tonight at 9. CNBC, Predators, Hurricanes, game two at 8. Blues, Avalanche, game two at 10.30. Western Conference playing games tonight on ESPN, 7.30 for Spurs-Grizzlies, 10 o'clock for the big Warriors-Lakers game. CBS Sports Network, Indiana Fever, and Connecticut Sun at 7. TNT for AEW Dynamite at 8. Some non-sports highlights. Uh, Charles Barkley's on Conan tonight. Okay. That should be fun. Ooh, do, 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 do. Home economics. I'm still stuck with it. It's all right. It's not mm, great. It's not good. It's not great. I, w- I mean, I've watched. It's mm, just it's fine. It's, it's fine. It's, it's yeah. It's 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 happening. Yeah, it's fine. Um, that's at eight thirty. Following. I wish it was better. I, I I like I like the people involved. Yeah, I hear you. I wish it. I wish they just cared more about being funny than about making sure that everything comes together silky at the end i mean look i don't disagree glenn i don't disagree i'm not trying to fight that with follows you. the goldbergs at eight uh, you got chicago med and all that fun stuff uh stuff and things nothing too earth shattering check it out glenn clark radio yeah tubular also brought to you by window nation right now get 50 percent off all styles of windows plus put no money down make no payments and pay no interest for 24 months 866-90NATION or windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you Window Nation, the perfect fit. Thanks today to uh, Mike Bordick. Thanks also to Drew Forrester, Patrick Stevens, and the Lionel Jelly Roll Dalton. We'll get it all up in the greatest hits section of the Archives. tab at glennclarkradio.com. Irons and fires. Oh, no. Stuff and things. Oh, no. Fun and frolic. That's not good. That's Maybe not a good Glenn sign. Shirtless. Probably not. I'm just gonna guess Maybe. we're not. No, Maybe. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not willing to write it off. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put my foot down and say that ain't what we're doing tomorrow. We uh, we really struggling that much. I've got. I've 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 heard back from some teams. Okay. All right. Some of them just being like, no. Okay, well, that's not great. Yeah, not great. You know, fires and fires. I, you know, it's really weird about that. I think we're gonna have Danny Green on the show on Friday. Uh, it's a very weird world, man. Is he even? He's with the Sixers. Yeah. But is he what? Is there a, a local tie? No, me? there's no local tie whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. I was just asked if I wanted to have Danny Green on the show on Friday. I'm like, Danny Green, the basketball player. All right, 
That's odd. I, I guess. He wants to promote some P- uh, NFT. Okay, so NFT. this is not the Sixers. No, it's not the Sixers that okay. coordinated it. No, it was it was just a I was confused for a second. No, it was a random PR person who reached out to me and asked me if I wanted to have Danny Green on the show on Friday. Fair enough. And I said Sure. I mean, I I guess like I You're not not going to get really, Randy Jackson's autograph. Right. Like I don't really have a lot that I need to get to the bottom with with Danny Green, but like, you know, he's he's hanging out with Sam Cassell these days and he used to be teammates with Gary Neal. Like he knows some people that we know. I don't know. We'll we'll do it. Why not? We'll do it. So that'll be Friday. Tomorrow we are swimming uphill. We'll find out. Thanks, everybody, at Pressbox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including MIA Lacrosse. Congratulations to Brian Phipps and Archbishop Spalding. Big win last night there in the final on Friday. U.S. Army, Glory Days Grill, Window Nation, Royal Farms, Chesapeake Employers Insurance, Exxon Mobil, KS Automotive, C3 American Exteriors, Great Eights Memorabilia, Bradley and Nikki Bozeman Foundation, your local Toyota dealers, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Kyle Ottenheimer, Sad Lonely Man. Follow him on Twitter at Ottenheimer. Follow us at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Wednesday evening. Go, Birds. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks too.